sports entertainment. This is WrestleMania. The 16th WrestleMania on the air. It all began on March 31st, 1985. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. And from that historic moment on, the world has witnessed the greatest main events in sports entertainment history. Center stage at WrestleMania. That was then. This is now. A fatal four-way elimination match. The World Wrestling Federation's biggest WrestleMania ever. See a McMahon in each corner. The fatal four-way elimination match for the WWE title. A dysfunctional family. What the hell kind of family did I marry into? Stephanie slapped her own mother. Speaking to the West Hampton's One man's dream will come true. One man only will raise the WWF Championship when the battle is over. Triple H, The Big Show, The Rock, Mick Foley. WrestleMania, where championship lore is born and legends live forever. This is the crowning achievement in sports entertainment. Hello again and welcome to episode number 70. Three of the Retro Wrestling Podcast. That doesn't include Retro Wrestling Extra, which we've done a couple of those. We so, have. Uh, there are some extra episodes out there. This is episode 73. I am intern Alex, joined as always by... The one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Yes, and Patrick Young, uh, you know, one of the things about this show that we're always upfront about is our honesty, and I wanted to be honest. I, I made a big mistake here uh, today with the Retro Wrestling Podcast and our brand. I did something very stupid, and I want to talk about that for a second. I... So we have this brand, Retro Wrestling Podcast. Yes. We have a SoundCloud page. That's where all our podcasts are stored. If you don't have a podcast player, you can just go to SoundCloud and find us. And so uh, we also have a Twitter page, at Retro W Podcast. And so this random follower uh, followed us, and and, uh, it was one of these SoundCloud people that said, like, for two bucks, I can get you a thousand spins on your tracks. And just to be vain, even though I know they're fake, yeah. even though I know they're totally fake spins, just to inflate my ego. You paid like, for it. Yeah, I was like, $2? Sounds great. <laughs> but, I would like, but I would like to split up these fake, these fake spins. This is just to boost my own ego. It's not to, <laughs> you know, because I actually, you know, I, I, for the most part, I think the stats are pretty accurate on who yeah. listens. We get about... I'd say on average, it takes a couple weeks for everybody to get in on an episode. You know, right. not, not everybody can listen to it same day. I'd say we exactly. get about, on average, 60 to 70 listens a show. Our best show ever did 200 listens, WrestleMania 20. So what I thought when I bought this 1,000 listen thing, I thought, okay, amongst 75 episodes or whatever, I can just break up the 1,000 yeah. and just send 20 here, 20 there. And just give everything a nice little boost. Yeah. Just a nice little yeah. boost. Well, you can't do it like that, Patrick. And so I spent my $2, and I got my 1,000 listens, and I put them all on one episode. So episode 72, last week's episode, uh, now says it's been spun 1,025 times. Woohoo! <laughs> But it hasn't. It's only been spun about 25 times uh, because I didn't understand how this process worked. And, and 
like I said, I, I was just being stupid, and I thought eh, two dollars. I'll just you know just to boost my own ego. Just so your can... your own your own vain self had to. Yes, no one, no one, no one told me to do it. I did it. It's all and, right. Uh, one day you will realize that not everybody can be as great as me. Yeah, it's true. Yes, uh, your episodes definitely attract the more attract real r- listeners, and uh, so I have to. Tr- I try to boost my own ego by by paying people off. And so <laughs> I'm a crooked crooked podcaster, and I tried to. Uh, that's that's politics. Yeah, I tried to inflate my numbers, and uh, so. But then I then I messaged the guy, yeah, some Russian guy probably, and uh, I said, uh, you know, I like this idea. Can I split it up amongst the episodes? And he was like. No, you you have to pick an episode. But I'm not going to go through and give $2 to every episode to make it look like they all have a 1,000 spins now. Exactly. So this one episode is an outlier. So don't ever... ECW Living Dangerously 2000 looks like our best episode ever. It's not. So I just want to clarify that. I just really fucked up. So <laughs> I was trying to... If I was into actually getting real spins, I'd promote the brand. I'd build a website. But I'm too lazy for that. I said I thought $2, I'll get it, get it going. So just like to apologize sorry right. i wanted to come clean that, it's all good that on our soundcloud page and that, that was an episode you picked so you know when i forget about this in a few months that i spent two dollars for a thousand spins you'll you'll say oh well that episode i picked with dusty Rhodes in it yeah thousand spins that was me yeah i did that exactly exactly and then meanwhile I, I picked fucking wrestlemania 2000 which i'll probably get 10 if that this is terrible <laughs> this is a terrible terrible tragedy that I put ourselves through. <laughs> this was a terrible thing, Patrick. Why didn't you warn me more? I don't know, bro. You actually seem sort of excited to want to watch this thing. I was, because believe it or not, I enjoy this pay-per-view. I this I like watching. You're nuts. It's so bad, it's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the worst kind of bad. In fact, it might it might break the record scale for me on, on the low end of the scale. But we'll get there. Okay. Because, and my God, Patrick, this thing was nearly four hours long. yes it was it was th- four hours of garbage it was three hours and 36 minutes if i remember yeah something right. yeah. like that yeah with one singles match which re- really isn't a singles match by the way yeah, it's no. two women that need to throw themselves out of the ring yeah this was terrible and this was at the time when the business we'll get there anyway <laughs> we're so jumping this- ahead we are recording this episode on the 31st of march the last day of march a lot of people don't think there is a 31st day in march so maybe they're going to question whether this exists really right i just told him i bought followers or whatever so now did we really even record this yes we did it's the 31st of march tomorrow is april fool's day and easter and it's one week before wrestlemania 34 we are the road to wrestlemania we're nearing the exit to new orleans we have driven there before we're passing the superdome and getting off the interstate what do you have for us from the news desk this week sir Okay, well, I'm going to stick strictly with WrestleMania stuff, except for one. Hulk Hogan was at the Andre. Oh, that's right. The the HBO Andre documentary is set to pre- set to premiere. So Wednesday, April 11th is when the general public can view the right. Andre the Giant uh, documentary on HBO, which I will I will share with you my secret HBO Go password. Don't tell anybody. I won't. But, uh, but when that day comes, I will share it Thank so you. that you can view it along with me. Now, but there was a Hollywood-type red carpet premiere. Correct. And a very awkward encounter as Hulk Hogan ran into Triple H. Yes, and rumors were said that, well, this must mean they're on the good and Hulk Hogan's coming back to WWE. 
the rumor mill has been kind of spending the last few weeks that he's going to be the new GM on SmackDown because Daniel Bryan's going to be a wrestler, so they need to replace him. And I don't know how you go from Daniel Bryan to, oh, the next logical choice, of course, is Hulk, you know, Terry Bollea, 60-something-year-old Terry Bollea. Uh, But... It would actually get more people watching SmackDown. Uh, boy, I, I rewatched WrestleMania X8. The guy does know how to entertain. He does, as, man. As much as much shit as we give him for his actual entering ability, yeah, for his cuntiness backstage, yeah. uh, for everything bad that he's done inside and outside of the ring, and in his personal life, boy, th- when this guy knows when he's on, he's on. Yeah, just like at Wrestle, the last WrestleMania in New Orleans, even though he fucked up that he thought he was in the Silver Dome, it was yeah. still hilarious, and he still did a great job. And he played it off great. Oh, and the stare down with Austin. This yeah. guy, he knows how to work a crowd. He does. And that's the thing, WrestleMania 18 is, here he is, man, him and Rob. That match is actually pretty terrible. It's but, bad. Yeah, but... It's bad. But they stare down. But They stare down for like five minutes. Don't touch. And the crowd's going absolutely ape shit without them even t- locking up. Well, and the company had seemed to have forgotten that this was in the same town where he had the match with Warrior. So yeah. they're still loving Hulk. You know, they haven't moved on yeah. since WrestleMania six. And But what I love about that match is we talked about it with like the final with with greed about dusty and rick flair and how you could have just booked them in a singles match and they can do the most with the least yeah and that's what hulk did in that match that that's what he's so good at yeah. like there it wasn't a great technical masterpiece no but he knew when to hulk up he knew yeah. when to point the finger he knew when to you know well that was the thing is as i I saw even given a low blow he knows the right time to the do perfect it and get, time and and i saw a thing with rock where as a little as one of his interviews he did where he said that he was terrified before that match because here he is facing you know a childhood hero and his dad rocky johnson said listen just go out there listen shut up and just do what hogan says and you'll be fine and so that's what he did and it came out an absolute dream in my opinion it was an awesome match which unfortunately had to be followed by Jericho and Hunter in the main event, which they really yes. fucked yes. up the booking of that WrestleMania. Yes. By the way, before I forget to mention it, I mentioned to you, I, I don't know if we put it on the podcast, but Hunter hasn't missed a WrestleMania other than WrestleMania 23. So he has been an in-ring performer since WrestleMania 12 every single year, including this year, if he makes it to Sunday. Maybe Ronda attacks him and he doesn't make it. Interesting stat about Hunter. Did you know The Rock never won a title at WrestleMania? He's only lost titles at WrestleMania. That's crazy. Because you think of him, among, you know, at WrestleMania 30, you say you, you have the three biggest stars. Yeah. One he, of them never won the title at WrestleMania. Never, I don't think he even won at WrestleMania, did he? He never. Yeah, he won at 19. That's right. Well, 19 and he won... Uh, him and uh, when he's Rocky Johnson or Rocky Maivia, he uh, he probably beat against, Hunter that no, year. No, against the Sultan, WrestleMania 13. He has a terrible record. When he took on Rikishi. Yeah, but no title Sultan. wins. No title wins. And the pay per view I picked, WrestleMania 2000. If you were ever going to do it, this was probably the year. Oh yeah, to do it. Oh yeah. I we'll get into that later. But going back to, I'm getting off topic. But Hunter. And Hogan. So what do you have on Hunter and Hogan on the red carpet? So that started everybody going apeshit crazy. And it came down to the fact that Hogan spoke out 
finally and just said, listen, guys. Or no, I got to do this right. Listen, brother. <laughs> I am not working with WWE as much as I would like to, dude. But I will be watching WrestleMania just like everybody else, kicking back at the beach, hanging and banging, and cheering on the great performers in WWE this coming Sunday at WrestleMania 34, brother. Yeah, he also uh, issued an apology uh, again. He yes. apologized again for uh, his racist stuff. And uh, this time he issued an apology to all the other wrestlers. So really he's making this is the biggest push. Uh, definitely running into Hunter on the red carpet was a, a very good sign for you know, any attempt. I mean, you can't run from me when you're on the red carpet. Yeah, when you're there in front of me, dude, you can't dodge my phone calls or say you didn't get my emails or say you didn't get my texts. Dude, I'm right fucking in front of you. And like we've said, I mean, we don't have a lot of these legends left. And so yeah. I think that if they don't utilize Hogan, they don't have to utilize him week to week on television. But to bring him in for network specials, to have him as a voice, to have him as a panelist on stuff, I think would be very valuable to the company. Well, you bring up legends. But he doesn't work cheap. No. And you bring up legends. I'm, I wasn't going to say anything about it. Uh, it hasn't really come out too much. This is an inside scoop, brother. Here in the midsummer, Ric Flair is going to have to have some surgery. And uh, due to coming back off of his scare late last year. And so um, hopefully, you know, and that's still months away, but hopefully he'll be okay and we'll still have the greatest fall time with us. Not bringing us down, just, you know, letting it be known. And, and I know what it is, but it's not my place. I'm not going to come out and tell the fans. I'm sorry. It's That's a private thing that he's going through it's a private you know if he wants you to know he will break the news and tell you yeah so i think uh they should bring hogan back into the fold i think so sooner than later yeah this company seems to forgive everybody so i mean jeff jarrett's going into the hall of fame this year mark so. henry mark henry stepped out and said that he doesn't think it's time he doesn't want hogan back he hogan what with what hogan said and all that he doesn't feel that hogan should be allowed back ever well, but Mark Henry's not in the company anymore, so... He's going in the Hall of Fame. Well, that doesn't give you a vote on the board, you know? So... And that doesn't draw money. At the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all Josh. about money. This is all, uh... It's, it's politics, dude. Yeah. I keep telling you. It's all about politics. I'm not defending what Hulk Hogan said, but he was taped without his knowledge, you know? Yeah. What people say in their private life, I mean, it's kind of unfair. He was also put on camera without his knowledge... Right. So I everybody has said things they didn't mean. Everybody has said things that they wish they could take back. Yeah, and there's uh I'm not making excuses for what he said. What no. he said was terrible, but uh it is. But at the same time, it was thought to be a private conversation and it, it made him a lot of money in the end though. I made him a shit ton of money. But uh it's just one of those things, you know, it is what it is. WWE came back out and said they are not in any way, shape, form or fashion ready to have him back with the company that's true for wrestlemania but you know a couple weeks ago they'd probably say that daniel bryan wasn't cleared to compete so that's the thing this they can know, change their mind anytime they want to two weeks after wrestlemania when we do the brand shakeup, which you know it's coming oh yeah it has to because i think oscar's gonna win the SmackDown title from Charlotte, and so there's one change you have to make immediately. Yeah. yeah. And amongst others, I mean, you just have to move pieces around. Right. 
fresh matchups for so, the year. So, so once you once you get that, then and all the now that all the pay per views are together, there's no more brand separate pay per views after Mania. It's all together. I don't see why you don't just go back to everybody on one on each show. Yeah, but you've created all these belts now. You've got that's true, and to only have them in existence for what two years and then say okay merge them back together or whatever that's true and you've got a, a huge roster that yeah. you, that has to get on you have to get the most out of you and your airtime for everybody and yeah. your tv deals coming up so you have to make more television so yeah the brand split is still going to be into effect and in somewhat but you're going to see them every pay-per-view so it's kind of weird, right? Um, but which also means every pay per view is going to go to four hours to defend every fucking title at every pay per view. Yeah, really, it is. really think about that. But I'm not going to buy into that seven o'clock hour. I mean, I just know better than that. Even if they put, I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to have to stack one title match at the beginning and one at the end. Yeah. But I can tell from the booking who's going, who would be first and who's going to be last. Yeah. And I mean, as long as if Roman has the universal title, which I think he's he will, of, he's fucking main. He of will be at the end. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I will want to watch the seven o'clock hour and then tune out as the night goes on. But now with on demand and everything and fast forwarding, it's it's not a problem anymore. So right. you can skip it. WrestleMania coming up this Sunday is going to be a big challenge. I'm gonna have to. I actually have to work at my other job, so I'm not gonna be able to watch it live. Uh, but it's, it's gonna be rough. It is. It's a commitment. You if know, you want to watch from the very start to the very end. A streak. You have to work this this Sunday. Yeah, streak is broken. Yeah. Our streak is broken, dude. What the hell? So I, I'm Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. You just yeah. broke our streak. We oh. have always watched every WrestleMania together up till now. Well, not every, but. Uh, since we've known since each we've other. known each other well there was one i had to watch at the news cha- i think 25 i had to watch the news channel and i just text you we text oh we text back and forth that's true okay about so. how good the sean and taker match was. damn so we got takers we got his two losses on, on our on our street <laughs> we're like yeah. 30 and two <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it does suck that yeah the only two two out of three wrestlemanias we go to he loses that i mean yeah. what are the odds of that yeah we're fucking bad luck for him. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. We're bad luck for him. This guy had everything going for him. You talk about Hogan and Skydome with Warrior and, and Rock losing. Shit, going back to the the super or the uh, the Superdome. If he loses t- this uh, this year, his two biggest losses are going to happen in the same in place. the same fucking place. So don't don't be Hogan in Skydome and don't be Taker at Superdome and you're good. Yeah. So fuck <laughs> it. Your your legacy's intact as long as you don't go to these specific arenas. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for us this week? All right. So finishing up, WWE said they're not in any way, shape, form, or fashion ready for him. Hands off from Hogan. Yeah. Period. Simple. Hogan doesn't know best. Hogan's buddy, my buddy, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, will be inducting none other than Hillbilly Jim into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, they haven't... Uh, they haven't announced a lot of the inductors. Uh, they haven't. So we know Jimmy Hart is inducting Hillbilly Jim. We got which uh, he was on the reality show with. They were right, on they were house. roomies, roommates together. And we have Paul Heyman inducting Goldberg, but the rest is still a mystery, as far as I know. Oh no, I, I remember Ivory's in. So Ivory's going to have Molly Holly. Oh, that's right, Molly. The Dudley Boys will have Edge and Christian. Goldberg will have Paul Heyman. Mark Henry's inductor has not been named. No. I hope it's D'Lo. I'm crossing my fingers for D'Lo. It'd be cool if it was. Hillbilly Jim, Jimmy Hart, 
which on this website I'm reading from, which is IW Nerd, says, rumored inductor Hulk Hogan. I guess that's not happening. Uh, Jeff Jarrett inductor to be determined. Kid Rock to be determined. And Dana Warrior will present the Warrior Award. So, Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, the Warrior told us who to give the award to. It was meant for, yeah. It was meant for guys like Mark Eaton, the timekeeper, or guys that set up the ring. Supposed to be for or I mean or Jim Johnston. Yeah. Behind the scenes make the show work. They decide to use it for charity. And yeah. that's fine too, but it's just not what the Warrior wanted it to be. Yeah. If I stood on stage and said, I want the Alex Award to be for this I want the Alex Award to be for podcasters and then Patrick then I pass away and Patrick, you give out the Alex Award to just random people. I'd be kind of pissed about that. Well, yeah. But I am gone. I wouldn't do that. I would hold up. Thank you. I would hold up your... My wishes. Your wishes. Thank you. Just like you would do mine. Of course. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and talk about WrestleMania sales. WrestleMania sales have not been doing too hot. No, I've heard that they are papering, in quotation marks, the event that local media has actually gotten tickets to hand out. I remember I tried to get us media passes to WrestleMania 30, at the Superdome, uh, because I work at a radio station, is one of my real jobs. And so I applied for passes, and I was told, you know, oh, it's getting really full, you can't get passes or whatever. So I got declined uh, press passes, but this year, they're having trouble selling the regular tickets. And we so, both know what the trouble is, it's, it's the price. I yeah. mean, last year when we went to WrestleMania 33, we were 50-yard line, okay, so center of the stadium, but up in the nosebleeds. Those tickets cost me over $110 a piece, I think. I think maybe even 120 with all the fees figured in. I had some discount codes that I got from like a Ticketmaster lawsuit that was settled or whatever. We, so, worked, we, worked, some, we worked some deals. Oh, yeah, we worked deals. But that's not much less than what we paid for great seats at WrestleMania 27 where we were on low risers almost ringside yeah. for WrestleMania 27 that wasn't that much less and then when we went to the Superdome for 30 the the in between these two other WrestleManias we only paid like 65 bucks I think it was is very cheap for those seats we had and those were the viewing the viewing line we had I thought was pretty good from yeah. even though we weren't anywhere close to the ring but the viewing was good. They didn't shine a blue light in my face the whole time, and it was cheap, cheap enough. And uh, the only thing that cost a lot was our hotel stay. It was actually probably the most expensive part, but ticket prices are just ridiculous. I think you have to worry about the seats like that we were in at WrestleMania 30, where $65 is okay, but now I'm not going to pay $120 for that seat that we had at WrestleMania 30. There's just no fucking way. I'm sorry. WrestleMania 30 was a great show, too, by the way, yeah. but that seat's not worth it to yeah. me. And now you've got, because you've created this, this four- or five-day event, this wrestling-centric event, so... Which is awesome, don't get me wrong, but... Oh, it's great for wrestling fans. It's, it is it is great, but if I can diversify my money in other locations to get the most out of that weekend, I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. When I can sit in... When I can... Realistically, I can sit in my hotel room, watch the network, and see better uh, yeah. than what I'm going to pay to go and see live. And be in the town. Yeah. You could actually go to the town, go to the Ring of Honor event, the Hall of Fame. You could do WrestleCon. Uh, NXT. You could do the MLW show. You could do all the other independent shows around. Yeah. ZZW. Much, all these. Yeah. At a much cheaper 
for what you would pay for a shitty WrestleMania ticket, you could probably do three of those things or two of those things. Good seats for those. Yeah, yeah. and um, and then you can watch WrestleMania in your hotel room and then walk out to the French Quarter after it's over and be with all the wrestling fans and still get the... It's almost like tailgating like to the Super Bowl. Like I don't have a Super Bowl ticket, but I'll hang out in the parking lot. Like, yeah, I'm going to go pay the parking if, I, if in the town, you know, and sit outside the... and listen... To it or watch it on TV or yeah exactly. I got an email. I got an email that tickets were still available. So that's how desperate they are. That's I mean we're a, we're a week out yeah. and they're saying tickets still available. Yeah. When I saw ticket prices for access, fifty five dollars for access is unreal. Well, especially for what you get. I'm not paying fifty five dollars knowing that there's one person I want to see. Guaranteed, I want a guaranteed. You know autograph from spend $55 go stand in line to get that one person and then you've missed all the other stuff well we've talked about it before I hate the way that they do access because okay I understand people have disabilities look I'm very sympathetic to people in wheelchairs sick kids whatever yeah they get to break in line now okay I understand that they have special why can't they have a separate a separate hour or something where they can go why do they have to so they break line yeah and it's not just that they get an autograph like you and I. They no, oh no! Oh, the wrestler comes over, hug, kiss, p- picture, autograph. Which I mean, are you doing good? And which is nice for them. Which is nice, yeah. It's it's, and that's the way it should. Be. If that person say you want to go see Undertaker, Undertaker's there at that table for two hours. They got to squeeze as many people as possible in there for two hours. If you're at the back of the line, let's be honest, you're not getting to meet Taker. Well, and they'll swap him out. At some of those tables, they swap people out every couple hours or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Once his two-hour block is up and they sit down whoever's going in there next, if that's not somebody you want to see and you're still in line, then you got to work your way back out of the line to be like, screw it, I ain't fucking sitting there for the Bludget Brothers or some <laughs> shit like that. I just said that because I have the list in front of me. So we're, let's put it this way. Here's the lineup. On Thursday, Carmella, starting at 6 p.m. Thursday, Carmella... Jinder Mahal. Oh, jeez. Naomi, Samoa Joe, Aiden English, the Dudleys, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, the rival, big cast, WWE legends, superstars from NXT, and 205 Live, and a few more. On Friday, we got the Bludgeon Brothers, Paige, Bray Wyatt, Ruby Riot, New Day, Authors of Pain with Paul Ellering. Now, Paul Ellering would be cool to me. I don't really care about, care about the Authors of Pain, but uh, Joey Gargano, Brazongo, Ty Dillinger, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce, Pete Dunn, WWE Legends, Superstar from NXT and 205 Live, and more. On Saturday... Session number one Saturday starting at 8 a.m. Mark Henry, Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, Becky Lynch, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh, Big Cass, Naomi, Kevin Nash, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, Dana Brooks, WWE Legends, Superstars, and NXTs from 205 Live. Saturday session number two, 1 p.m. Rusev, Aiden English, the Bella Twins, Sami Zayn, Cedric Alexander, The Revival, Paige, Jeff Jarrett, Lana, WWE Legends, and NXT and 205 and more. Session 3 at 6 p.m. Miz, Kane, KO, Mickey James, Sheamus, 
Jinder Mahal, Alicia Fox, Beth Phoenix, Bray Wyatt, the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Legends, Superstars from NXT and 205 Live. Now, Sunday, 8 a.m., you have Trish Stratus, Apollo Crews, and and Titus O'Neil, Lita, Bailey, Elias, Elias, Jason Jordan, Sankara, Kalisto, Kevin Nash, DDP, Zack Ryder, WWE Legends, Superstars of NXT and 205 Live, and more. Now, say Sunday, I want to go. I want to meet Kevin Nash and DDP. Just picking them out because I'm friends with them. They're only going to be there from 8 a.m. till 12. Everybody's rushing in there, hypothetically, Sunday morning to do what they want to do at Access and then go to WrestleMania Sunday afternoon. You literally are going to have time to get stand in line to get one of those autographs. Not two. Yeah. Just one. Pick which one you want. For $55. When you can go to WrestleCon, pay 15 bucks to get in and spend the additional $45... My math's probably off there, but you get my point. Spend the additional forty bucks for an autograph from both pers- from both people. Don't have to stand in line, but maybe three minutes tops. Yeah, you spend ten dollars extra overall, and you can get three autographs compared to up. the time you wasted in one. And for a B, I hate to say it, for a lot of times the the lineup just isn't. These guys aren't the 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 top star. You don't see Roman Reigns sitting out there. See in WrestleCon, if you go and see, if you get a ticket to see to meet Flair or Sting at your time, when once that once your time has elapsed, if you're not in line, then you don't get it. But if you're in line and say that line wraps four city blocks, they stand there till all those tickets. Now you pay a pretty penny for those. You pay a guys. pretty penny for those tickets, but you you're guaranteed you're meeting that person. There's no. Oh, well, my, their time's up. They got to go, and you get swapped out like Access does. Well, in Access, with those VIP packages that sell out so quickly, you, you're guaranteed. But it's the same price. It's like 150 bucks or whatever. Because I remember in, in Atlanta, we wanted to get, like, Shawn Michaels was one of the guys that had the VIP. Or, yeah. like, I even think, like, Bret Hart might have been one of the others. And it was just like, I remember we tried so hard to get them, like, Scalpers buy up all the tickets before you even have a chance to get them. Yeah. And like I remember calling them up and like this poor lady probably in India and, and she's like, "Do you want HBK?" And I'm like, "Yes. Yes, I want HBK. I want I will pay the whatever 150 bucks or whatever." Oh, sold out. And yeah. like so your top stars you don't even get a shot at. Yeah. And then everyone else is just like, "Do I really want to stand in line all day like to meet like you know, uh, Lana. You know, I, I just don't care that much. You yeah. Know? Like, I know some people would, but uh, I would. But that's a different story. Of course, Rusev. You're is gonna a, challenge Rusev. Rusev is a very lucky. It's always Rusev Day when he goes home to her. Let's let's put it that way. I just think it's a combination of the ha- the the expense of the tickets, which goes up and up every year. Like it does, and also even finding a place to stay, it's very expensive. And like I say, you just have so many choices. Like you could do everything up until WrestleMania, and then sit WrestleMania out. Like last year when we went to Orlando. I actually kind of regret we should have just gone to the NXT show and sat out WrestleMania and watched WrestleMania from the house because 
it, we would have had a much better view. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been miserable from the blue light in my face. Like, uh, and the NXT show was excellent that the night before. And I think a lot of people, I wish we hit the ring of honor. show. really, well, there was a lot of shows. I mean, there's a lot of things to do. There's I mean, so much to do. Yeah. I, I really, it is a once in a lifetime thing. You must do WrestleMania before you die. It is, it's on a bucket list for any sports fan of any generation. I don't care if you're just, you know about wrestling or you're a huge hardcore wrestling fan. It is one of those, it's like going to the Super Bowl. It's like doing Game 7 of the World Series. It's one of those things you've got to do. I think the outdoor venue kind of hurt it, too, honestly, yeah. because you don't hear the sound of the ring. You don't, the audio, it's just not, sound doesn't carry as well in an open-air stadium. And right. So I thought the Superdome, the Superdome's a better venue for it than Camping World Stadium. It doesn't look as appealing on television because, I mean, that stage was beautiful. Like I said, every all their production was beautiful for Orlando, but as far as like... Oh, WrestleMania, you mean 30s set up? For 34. Oh, well, 34. I thought 30 was, be- 30 was beautiful too, but like... The stage for 30 was gorgeous. I love that setup. Yeah, but like just what they built for 34 i mean that massive ramp i mean like oh yeah how they built it to the sky basically like and i mean the undertaker couldn't even walk all the way back they had to build a special trap door for him so yeah that looks great on tv but in person it's just like it just kind of gets lost you know i don't oh yeah people would still be waiting for undertaker to get to the ring if he had to walk the whole damn thing oh yeah well this year he's gonna have a motorcycle to help him yeah he's gonna have a hover round exactly <laughs> If he comes out riding a scooter, I swear to God, I'm going to laugh my ass off. This is our last podcast before WrestleMania, so it's time to go over the 14 matches. One of which has not been announced yet. I assume that tomorrow, I mean on Monday on Raw, that Undertaker will accept the challenge. So It's a given. Well, you don't come this far teasing it to not have it happen. That would be really... If he, if he Now, if he loses to Cena... I may give up on wrestling completely. Patrick what Young you may retire from wrestling if he loses. Patrick, he was supposed to be retired already. This is a bonus. I may retire. This if is like he a this, no. This is like a post-credit scene. I don't give a shit if he loses to Cena. Come on, man. Really? Well, we'll talk about it. So, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Who do you think? will win the Andre Battle Royal. Who needs, so, who needs a, an imaginary push that's not going to happen? Yeah, uh, so far we only have like eight entrants. Dash Wilder, Dawson, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh, Ty Dillinger, Matt Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, Fondango, and Tyler Breeze. That's the only announced participant so Ziggler. far. They gotta give this dude something. He's, Ziggler. He's an idiot. He gave up the U.S. belt. Yeah. He was entrant number 30 in the Rumble. Ziggler. Yeah, I think out of these participants, I'm going to have to pick Ziggler. If it's not Ziggler, it's definitely somebody from NXT. That way they can make a jump to main roster. In the Women's Battle Royal, we have Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riott, Sarah Logan, Bailey, and Lana. Sasha Banks. I'm going to go Becky Lynch, I think. You really think Becky? Okay. They've started a feud between Bailey and Sasha. I think they'll eliminate each other, and that'll carry on. That's good. Thinking. This is still the start of a of yeah. a feud. Then we get into the real matches, which are a lot of multi man matches as well. 
Boy, the pay-per-view I picked loved multi-man matches for this week's review, by the way. Yes. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, which, by the way, we didn't mention Shane McMahon, diverticulitis, the same thing that his father had and the same illness that Brock Lesnar had that forced Brock to retire from the UFC. A very bad intestinal disease. Brock had to have a lot of his lower intestines removed uh, from diverticulitis. Shane has that plus a hernia. And they still think he's going to make it to WrestleMania on Sunday. Oh, Shane will make it. I think let's, he, let's specify this. Shane is a McMahon. You put WrestleMania... And he can stand there and let Daniel Bryan do all the work. There is, not a, there is not a WrestleMania that a McMahon will miss if they are in some way have a part in it. I swear to the good Lord above, I tell you right now, if Vince McMahon thought that he would have to go out there... And he's been stabbed four times. But it would save a WrestleMania. Vince McMahon would crawl out there on his hands and knees. Shane will be there. I guarantee it. See, I think I think he's actually going to miss the show. I don't think he no, should Shane, show up like Shane that. Will, Shane will be there. And even, I, But if he does show up, I can see Daniel Bryan working the whole match. And Oh, yeah. Bryan's going to look like a million bucks. They're taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are technically fired from SmackDown. So if they lose, they stay fired. But if they win, they get rehired. So that would actually lead me to believe that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have to win. But you can't have them beat Daniel Bryan in his return match. No, they're going to... There's no fucking way. Bryan's going to run through them. They're going to... I can tell you how the match is going to go for all those hardcore fans, just so you know. Daniel Bryan's going to run through them. All right? Brian's going to get injured, all right? He's going to have to tag in Shane. Shane, then, is going to come in, who's already injured. They've made his injuries public, so we all know what he's going through. Shane's going to get his ass handed to him. One, two, three. KO and Sami Zayn are rehired. Oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the match. That's what's going to happen. Because it it keeps uh, Daniel Bryan from getting pinned. Yeah. And you already know Shane's hurt, so. And Daniel Bryan can still look good in the match and be fine. And you can carry that feud over to one to whenever Shane is healthier, and we try it again. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I think this one's pretty easy to predict. Yeah, Ronda Rousey and Kurt. Cedric Alexander will battle Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight championship. I gotta go with uh, Cedric. I do, too, as he was the number one contender when all the stuff with Enzo went down. So if he doesn't win it here, it'd be really bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was supposed to battle Rich Swan for it, and then the Rich Swan stuff went down. So uh, this is... Uh, He's the only one so far that, in the long term, has been stayed good off of 205. So they're going to stick with him, or they're an idiot. They're just completely ridiculously stupid if they don't. The Usos will battle the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship in a triple threat tag team match. New Day walks out with it. I think you've got to give it to the Bludgeon Brothers here. Really? I think you've got to... I would love to say that. I just don't believe that they're actually going to give them anything. Because I I like the Bludgeon Brothers. I I like the idea. I do too, but I think you've... You got to start something new with the Usos. Uh, the New Day have had these, have 
belts. I mean, they're the record holders. They don't need the belts. And I think the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos can have a feud for a few months, and they need to drop the belts in order to have the spark needed for the feud. So I'm going to pick the Bludgeon Brothers as... Rowan and Harper uh, have a pretty bad WrestleMania record as well. It's New Orleans. It's Party Central. I got to stick with New Day. Then we have Cesaro and Sheamus the Bar taking on Braun Strowman and To Be Determined, his imaginary tag team. Strowman and Ellsworth. That's all I'm saying. For the Raw tag team titles. (laughs) Well, I think you have to have Strowman win. I don't really care who his partner is. So we both agree on that. Charlotte and Asuka. I think Asuka, you need to keep her undefeated streak intact because you're building towards Ronda versus Asuka. As the two undefeated I hate, beasts, going back to that match. Sorry, I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but it's really not going to be Ellsworth. Just so everybody's clear on that. Well, he's booked for a thing in Ringgold coming up pretty soon. So let's not get into that. But yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be Ellsworth. So how much? However, I I wish it was. It's not. No, I think it's probably going to be like I said. It's probably going to be big cast. You know, it's it's not in their style to book logically because. Strowman doesn't need a partner, so... No, but I'm sorry. It's Strowman and whoever. Proceed. It should be Ellsworth. Gilberg. Ah, oh, dude, if it is Dwayne Gill, that's awesome. Well, and Goldberg will be there to cheer him on. Goldberg gets it. The Hall of Famer Goldberg gets in the ring and spears Gilberg, the new tag team champion. That'd be badass. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. I think Nia Jax Nia. finally wins the belt there. Yeah. Randy Orton... Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev Day for the U.S. belt. Fatal four-way. Another multi-man match. I'm going... I'm. If they're smart, they would give it to Rusev, but... I'm Bobby. Bobby Roode. I think Orton retains. I got Bobby Roode. Orton has a pretty good WrestleMania record. He does. And if they're smart, they'll keep it on him. But also, if they're smart, then they'll put it with, with Bobby Roode and have him and Roode do keep going back and forth on it the Miz will take on Seth Rollins and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship I think you have to keep it on the Miz I'm sorry fans of Seth Rollins and Finn Balor but I want that Daniel Bryan Miz match and I I think the belt should be involved so I'm saying the Miz he just had his baby congratulations Maurice had her baby over the week uh which is good that she added early before Mania because he was going to have to get on a helicopter and fly to the hospital if she didn't. So the baby arrived early. It's all good. You know what? I hate to say this, but if I have to miss the birth of my child to perform at WrestleMania, I will be at WrestleMania. Wow. That is bad. I'm well, sorry. Just, that is that is like the ultimate mark. Dude, you cannot... That's the I, ultimate I'm carny. you right there. I, I, if it is... If you are main event as WrestleMania... A perfor- this isn't a main event, It doesn't though. matter. If you are getting to perform on the main show of WrestleMania... And you're, it's that or miss it for the birth of your first child. <laughs> God, this is the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> I'm this not is, missing WrestleMania. I could always have another kid. I could always have another kid. Oh, jeez. I can so look bad. back. I can look back and tell my my son or daughter. Listen, I wasn't there, but you know why? I had a good reason. I have it on tape, and oh, here's why. Oh no, <laughs> Patrick, that is not good. You're. I don't know if your wife is going to stick around to see you come back with the belt or whatever. Uh, But 
What do you think, Miz, Rollins, or Balor here? I think that Rollins and Balor need to not have this belt because they need to be in the main event scene. Uh, if if Brock is leaving, uh, if Brock is not going to be in the main event picture, uh, you need these guys in the main event picture. Uh, as much as I would like to say Miz, I think Finn Balor. See, uh, you know, they're riding the high off of WrestleMania or for Royal Rumble. Him being in the final four. Yeah, but then he got beat by Kane the next night. That's true. The thing is, that's a, this is a hard one to call. This is probably the toughest to pick, I think. Yeah, this um, is the hardest one to call. I actually think if I wasn't picking Miz, I would pick Rollins because I th- I think they favor Rollins over. Oh, they do favor Because Rollins. he had that gauntlet match. See, both of these guys See, had, I'm thinking about it also. If They fa- they do favor Rollins, and if, if Brock does actually walk, Rollins goes immediately to the main event, so you can't keep him as a B player. That's also going to push... But that means he doesn't need this belt. That frees up that frees up Miz to go to the main event because you're not going to keep him as a B player anymore. Miz is too damn hot. Miz will go to the main event. But I you think... You have to have somebody as the IC title. But I, I think you're shaking... I think you're moving rosters around, and I think that you're, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns will not be on the same show. No. That way you don't have a competition for the top babyface. Right. So I think that you're going to have to move whoever you want your top heel to be to feud with Bryan. You're going to have to move him. I think you're going to have to move The Miz. And I think the Miz he, he can't be he can't be IC champ as that, as that happens. I don't that it's going to be a world title caliber match. But you're going to have Nakamura or AJ with two faces with the belt coming out of this. So I'm just this is really this is tough. This is the toughest match to pick. I've already, we've already said it, but like I think that I, I, I think you're going to keep Rollins and Reigns together on the same show because they they still need to tell the story. Right. Oh, they still need their shield reunion. They never got their shield reunion. No, and I mean Ambrose is going to miss Mania due to his right. injury. So and well, and Rollins has this one thing over Reigns that he's never lost to Reigns on pay per view at least. So there is a story there. So I think you're going to keep them together, and he doesn't need the IC belt to go with Reigns. So then you could make a case for Balor to have the belt because he's not going to be feuding with Reigns. He's not going to be in the main event scene. I just they I just feel like they don't see him as a main event player. Which is bad, but I mean, I... Considering, yeah, considering SummerSlam last year, I they see, gave him the belt. We'll see. What I'm saying is, I see a club reunion. So yeah. I see I see AJ being the being Flair, per se. I see uh, Finn being Tully. And then uh, Anderson and Gallows being the tag champs. Being the tag champs. I'm still going to take Miz, and so you are going to take Balor. Is I got that Balor. Your official. Yeah. Okay. It's official. Wow. Rollins will end up winning this match. We'll, I guarantee. We will both be damn wrong. <laughs> now, before we get into the title matches, we get into our Undertaker John Cena. This is this this is actually probably the most difficult to call. Taker. If Taker loses. I would actually contemplate wrestling as a whole, and I would contemplate retiring from the ring. To that point, I'm not lying, because that means everything in my system about wrestling and the generation fact of wrestling is completely going a whole different realm that I don't want to be a part of. I I don't understand why you would be so upset. He's lost twice already. Because he's lost again, coming off of a loss... That you, we thought he retired off of that loss. 
Right. So you've jipped retirement twice. The comment has not been made of retirement again. So you know he's not retiring after this match. I, I so, don't know. You never know with nah, this guy. He's not retiring after this match. So if he's not retiring, he's not losing. And you cannot have Cena talking shit and then being able to back it up. You can't. I'm sorry. Cena has to lose. Well, I think I agree with you in that Cena's been a... Cena's been Hogan. This right. Cena's been whining. Yeah. He wants a, he wants to main event mania. He he, he lost his opportunities. Yeah. He's lost every chance that's been given to him. So, and now on in this last ditch effort, he's saying, Undertaker, I want a match, please. He's a whiny little bitch. Yeah. And he should get his comeuppance. Right. If Which wrestling is, logic I mean, was to play out. And like I said a month back when I was telling you that this is how they were gonna do it. Finally, Taker's going to speak up and say, "You know what? You 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 say you're the top spot, top guy. You say you're taking my spot, but here you are at week after week whining like a little bitch because you didn't get what you want. I've been with this company for so many fucking years, and I hadn't gotten shit. I had to earn my spot. I had to earn my shit. You you're just going to have to miss out this year, or whatever. But if you need me to teach you a lesson, I'm going to teach you a lesson." That's the way they've got to play this. Or it's not going to work. And that means Taker has to win. Could you see this just having a fuck finish? And a, I do. I mean, having no I don't, winner? I, don't, I could. I do. Because I could see... Now, that is one thing. Because you cannot have Cena beat him cleanly. Well, but that would turn Cena heel if he had to cheat to win. You can't have him beat... You can't, and and Cena's booked for that greatest Royal Rumble coming up in Saudi Arabia and on the house you're not shows. Going to have, you're not going to have Cena cheat. You're not going to have... You can't have Cena win cleanly because that kills everything of Taker. I mean, at I know, a little bit of thread of that string that's holding on... Well, that, I think we're getting Biker it. Taker this year, so this is different Taker. This is a different man, you know, in our... I get that. Imagination. In your imagination, you're getting. I get that. But I'm telling you, he cannot lose two WrestleManias back to back and it be 23 or 24 and 3 or whatever. It can't. It, it, it can't. If you do that, I, I swear to the good Lord above, <sighs> Taker might as well never show back up in wrestling. Well, I, don't, I didn't think he should show up after last year. Well, I'm, I mean, just, I'm telling you now because at that point in time, the Undertaker match at WrestleMania next year, if he loses means this nothing. Year, it's the piss break. <laughs> well, I, I think Here, it really doesn't mean a whole lot this year. Well, honestly, what I'm, saying, what I'm saying though is, is if Taker, if Taker loses this year, okay, next year, it literally the man that goes from the match you never miss to the piss break. I, seriously, <laughs> three losses. Yeah, and that's it. Twenty five years of service and three losses. That's it. Yeah. I'm dead serious about that. Because you can't... He cannot lose. You cannot have him lose two back-to-back for a man who who owned this pay-per-view for 20-plus years. Uh, I don't think you should have him lose to Cena, who's mainly a part-timer now, too. But we, he lost to Lesnar, who was a part-timer. So this is a tough one for me. Um, I got Taker. And, and if I'm wrong, I, I will probably contemplate retiring from the ring. I'm serious. It, where it goes on on the card will dictate to me how it ends because if it goes on last I think he's losing yeah if it goes on before that I think he's winning it's going on before Ronda you think Ronda's gonna main event I, I think don't think Ronda, Ronda can she main won't event. main event but I think she'll be the match before she'll be semi-main yeah I think I think Roman's gonna main event again yeah but uh 
It'll be semi-main. So. But if Cena and Undertaker, if for some reason that is booked in that spot, then I do think Undertaker's going to lose. But if it goes on before that, then yeah, I would go with Cena, or I would go with Undertaker. But this is Biker Taker again. This is a, I have to totally rewire my brain. This is someone we don't know. You know, this, this is, is a... This American badass! Yes, getting played to the ring by Kid Rock. You know, this is going to be... With the flag on the back. This is going to be... Uh, different. This is this is a totally different guy. This is so, what. So it's this not, doesn't even count on the Undertaker's record, technically. So that's horseshit. <laughs> it counts. Biker Taker counted seventeen I know, and eighteen. I know. Um, Although I really think if he was going to lose one time, it should have been Flair at eighteen. That's well, just, if I make he, that, it, I make that argument. The way they built up Flair, they didn't give him anything. Flair was, you know, an on-screen authority figure before that. They didn't give Flair any kind of hype going into that match. No. They just sent... It was just Flair getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, but with Arn's interference and everything... Yeah, he got a spine buster in there. With um, with Arn's interference and everything, that... If there was a a mania to actually have him lose and it work, comfortably work... That was the one to do. No, I, I have two. I have WrestleMania 9, Giant Gonzalez. Had Giant Gonzalez been a better worker, that would have been the time to beat Taker. I agree. Yep. Um, he got a DQ win out of that, by the way. The streak is kind of bullshit anyway, because he got a <laughs> DQ win. Um, he gets put. To, he gets chloroformed. <laughs> yeah, Giant Gonzalez, a man bigger than you, needs a chloroform rag to take you down. Yeah. Um, but then the other one, if diesel hadn't been leaving for wcw at 12 i think he would have gotten beat at 12 actually oh yeah yeah that's that's you make a strong argument there too i got taker who you got god this is tough you need to you gotta i'm gonna say taker because i guess why would you come back if you just are gonna lose again exactly but i mean mick foley comes back you know and loses again you know so i love mick to death but really think about what you just said you're comparing Mick Foley to The Undertaker. Right. Well, I mean, Mick is Mick is holier than thou when it comes to wrestling, but The Undertaker is damn near royalty. I imagine, yeah, he'd have to win because why else why why else would I come back? Yeah. If I lost and I did this dramatic thing, I left my robe in the ring, I left yeah. my hat, I did this dramatic exit. And it's the debut of of or the re-debut of American Badass Taker. You're not going to shit on that. Because then, fuck it, who the hell wants to buy into that? Well, I think it's just a... He has to wrestle as that because he's retired. The dead man is dead. Right. I'm just thinking in Mark Calloway's head, like, why do I come back? You know, I've, I've got my... I've got a beautiful... Well, money. Money talks. Yeah. Of course, but I've got a beautiful wife. I've got a, a fairly young kid. I'm retired for the most part. i got money out the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have anything left to prove. And I had this beautiful send-off, you know, this poetic send-off that they can even, no matter what happens in the highlight reels, you know, at the Hall of Fame whenever You're he goes... You're going to look back at Orlando. Yeah, that is going to be their scripted ending, just like how, um, you know, they always edit that... Flair. Well, they edit Flair and they edit, like, a the Jericho and HBK ending when they hug and they never show like Jericho kicks him in the balls afterwards. Like this is the same way. Like 
it won't exist. Like WrestleMania 34 won't exist in their canon. 33 like, is going to be his send off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This never happened. Yeah, just like sort of like uh, X7 never happened when they were building up the Triple H rematch at 27. Like X7 never happened. You never saw. You never beat me at WrestleMania. It's like yeah, the fuck you did ten years ago. <laughs> but that was Biker Taker. It was a different guy. <laughs> I mean, so okay, for the sake of because why else would you come back? I'm not coming back to get pinned again. All right, I'm gonna have to pick Taker. But that's the only. But if it goes on last, I'll change my vote. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a star. An asterisk. Uh, I'm gonna if, put a star. If it in goes it. on before. I mean, if it goes on after Roman Reigns, he's probably getting beat. Yeah, he's it probably getting on. beat. Number one, but number two. That that's a sign that they've now slowly started giving up on Roman because they're not going to end their biggest show of the year without having their boy winning and being. Well, you have a lot of different great images you can close on, right? For this mania, I think Ronda. I would love to see Ronda, but I swear to God, I would love to see that. But you can also close on Undertaker retiring again. You can recreate. I mean, you can do. You can do it twice. But he hasn't said he's retiring. Maybe he gets on the mic and he actually says it this time. He says to Cena, like, if you beat me, this I'm is done. yours. Well, I don't think he'll say that, but I think after the match. I don't think he's going to speak before the match. No, he's going to show up. Kane's going to do his talking for him. Well, he's Kane's sh- already been showing up on Raw. That's and- what I'm saying. Kane's going to do his talking for him. And then he's going to show up, and you're not, you're not even going to see him the entire week. I think we'll see. I think we'll get an ex- a gong or something on Raw to say that he accepts the match. What I'm saying is you're not visibly going to oh, no, lay no. eyes on him publicly, not even an autograph signing, none of that shit, until he hits that music and he walks down yeah, that aisle well, or rides he, down that aisle. Yeah, he'll be on his motorcycle. Disciples of, of Apocalypse. Biker taker, American badass, riding to the ring on his hover round. Hey, them damn things will take it to the Grand Canyon now. But we've already seen, you know, Roman crowned at the end of a mania. We've already seen that image. We've already seen Undertaker retire. Okay, then you're going to have... I mean, you can't have Daniel Bryan win. and you're. But you can have... So anyway, we'll go to the next match. I, so I'll take Taker unless it's the last match, and I change my vote. It's Cena. All right. Again, this goes back to the argument of which match would you put on last you have the two title matches uh ronda or taker and cena i wouldn't put daniel bryan up in the category so those are your four options i think for who goes on last but now you have your two title matches do you want the fan do you want to risk a negative reaction with roman reigns and lesnar or do you just want to take the safe bet and put aj styles and nakamura on last safe bet i think you do too i think Here's the deal. Vince is going to want to put Roman on Roman last. on last. But Triple H is going to be like, listen, dude. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Don't work. We've proved that. We got these guys, the same two who knocked it out of the park in Japan. We have an ultimate dream match we're putting on. At your Guaranteed to not get a negative reaction. Yeah. That we're putting on at your creation that is, you know, he's going to play into that. It's your creation. It's going to, this is going to be your biggest WrestleMania match of all time. He's going to play into Vince's ego on that. And I, I'm almost certain you're going to see AJ and Nakamura main event. Okay. So 
in Brock versus Roman Reigns, which direction? Yeah, Roman. I think it's uh, if they were to cop out now, it would be very, very bad. Um, considering well, they they did it before, that so. and the fact that I don't think Lesnar's going to stay. I think he's coming back. I think his contract actually is isn't up until August, and I think the rumored Lashley signing. I think that's still a match. You work a SummerSlam match. You know, I think Lesnar he's, and Lashley. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that's some something that Vince would want. You think there's actual money in that? Because I don't. Well, I don't think I don't really care to see it because I, I, I don't think fans would buy into that. I think if it's properly booked, the okay. next night on Raw, when if Lashley redebuts, he'll get a huge reaction. Okay, no, hey, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to buy into your theory, and if they if it's done right, then sure. But I do think Reigns, yeah, walks away with the belt. Okay. Now AJ versus Nakamura for the WWE title. This is going to be your hardest one to pick. Do you ride? For me. Do you, so do you, how do you want to ride? How do you want to play this? Well, the thing is, they've done such a bad job with Nakamura as far as building him up. Yeah. As far as making him feel like a true main eventer. That's why there's even some discussion about which match should go on last. Because if they had done a better job telling the story of Shinsuke Nakamura to the North American audience, there'd be no question who's going on last. Yeah. But because they've done, so, we know so little about his character that he's just he's a really good wrestler that's yeah. all we know about him yeah and aj i mean we know slightly more about but we just know that he's the best in the world Plain so, and simple <laughs> so yeah they've done such a bad job with nakamura that i would see aj retain this is a face versus face matchup so it really doesn't matter like yeah because heels very rarely walk away with title at wrestlemania as we'll see later on in the review (laughs) um but the uh so you'll get a positive reaction no matter which way you go but i think they've done such a bad job with nakamura that you have to have styles retain here and i hate it for nakamura see we're splitting i'm going with nakamura really yeah See, that's interesting to me. I just don't think they've done enough with him to make they're going to, to give me the belief that he's going to win. Or you're going into this. See, I, that's where I, this is my thought process behind it. You're going into this thinking he's a great wrestler, but there's so much mystery behind him. Okay, he wins the title. He has this ultimate WrestleMania moment. Then you actually get to see the person, Nakamura. What I'm saying is then you get in. See, I'm almost afraid it's like a Jinder Mahal title run where he gets the belt and we learn we don't get it, you know. That's possible. Where he just. That is possible. Because he's booked so badly. They're stupid if they do it. They're stupid if they do it. If they do it like that. Yeah. This is a match where, like I said, it's two wrestlers that I really like. So I don't, you know, it's a match where I'm going to be happy no matter who wins. It's going to be an excellent match. I think. Oh, it's a match you don't want to miss this coming Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be the match of the night, or yeah. it should be on paper. I could be wrong. Lesnar and Reigns could surprise me, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with AJ, and so we are going to split on the AJ and Nakamura matches. I just think you you make this. I'm going to make the safe bet and just keep it on the guy that I know sells a lot of merch, and I'm, that I'm taking the risk and I'm putting it on the guy that I know. A, he, he won Rumble. We like him, but we don't know much about him. And when he wins the title and has his WrestleMania moment, is then we're when, that's when we start They're learning. doing this backwards, yeah. Right. That's when we start learning about him. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can... 
this is going to be very di- like I said, WrestleMania 34, seven hours, guys. So you're going to have to really start your watches at 4 p.m. for your KFC Mountain Dew Code Red kickoff show panel with JBL and Sam Roberts and Jerry Lawler and Alundra Blaze and Lita and <laughs> every, yeah, everybody. Um, I don't even want Sam Roberts on there. Oh, he's going to be there. Oh, I know he's going to be. I just don't This even... panel. It's got to be a supersized panel. It's a supersized show. Seven fucking hours. I mean... See, I'm a, I love wrestling, so I want to watch all seven hours. Look, of I was shocked last year when we showed up. We showed up at 7 o'clock when the main card started. And the place is almost full. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised because, like, look, these pre-show matches... The Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, that kind of... Like, I'm glad we missed that. I mean... Gronk in the crowd, yeah. So I don't, I don't care for that shit. But anyway, I can guarantee you this WrestleMania will be better than WrestleMania 2000, which was my pick for this week. Which I apologize to you for. I feel like I did a very bad. This is not something Sorry, a friend gonna, does to another friend. Sorry, right, I'm gonna pay you back. April second, 2000, at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California, where the Mighty Ducks used to play, where now the California Ducks play. Mighty Ducks. Does anybody remember the Emilio? Yeah, yeah, the movie. I love that movie. Uh, dropping the 16 was a bad idea because when you add 2000 to the end of something, it just instantly sucks. Like Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, sucks. see, I like Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, the music is good. But the plot line fucking sucks. The Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, Windows 2000 sucks. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 sucks. Well, it says on the network it's WrestleMania 16. Oh, okay. So I thought that to be hilarious because then when... Well, it's easy to go find this one because you know what year it took place in. Yeah. It says on the network it's WrestleMania 16, but the the image is Wrestlemania 2000. Now we've already covered some stuff from 2000. We covered the Royal Rumble with the controversial finish. We covered the No Way Out from 2000. Yes, and the Mick so Foley retirement we match. We built up into this into this we're built up to This, this is arc. our Wrestlemania. This is our arc. This is and our with, year long. Within a year within a year's time cuz earlier we did No Way Out 2000. Yes. Then Rumble hit this past January we did Rumble 2000. So we've told the story of Taker and Mick Foley. Or, I mean, Triple H and Mick Foley. We've told that story. And so now we're going to get to see the culmination. What we thought happened at No Way Out is actually happening here tonight at Royal yes. at WrestleMania 2000. With your kickoff being none other than Ice-T singing Pimpin' Ain't Easy. Yes. Um... Uh, the tagline for tonight, McMahonomania, as you could call it, was a McMahon in every corner. That's right. Oh, what a great tagline. Oh, I'm just buy. I'm rushing out to buy See, tickets right I, now. I, I think it's a great idea. The theme song was California by Dearly Departed Jim Johnston. This was April 2nd, 2000, 19,776 in the last... WrestleMania take place not in a big stadium show. This That's is the, right. This is the last of the right. standard, and it's a good thing they didn't try to fill a stadium with this card because I don't it think work. Uh, they wouldn't have. Uh, it wouldn't have looked good on TV. That's why our, our going back to our second show. My first pick, WrestleMania X Seven, um, the Astrodome was their first re re debut. You can say of WrestleManias in in massive. 
uh, stadiums. Not arenas, actual stadiums. Well, because they had a huge... This this WrestleMania suffers from losing two of the biggest stars. You don't have Austin or Undertaker on this card. Right. And having Austin headline in Texas, I mean, you could have sold out, you know, the Dallas Cowboys stadium if they had really wanted to that year. The business is still really hot. Yeah. Like... You're coming off of the, the closing of WCW. Yeah, and even in 2000, if they had tried to run a bigger arena, they probably would have done pretty well. I don't think that they could have sold it out, but I think they would have gotten really close, even with this shitty card, because this was a mess. This was a fucking mess. See? I like our second match. We start with Jim Ross telling us, oh, it's WrestleMania, and we get an exterior shot of the pond, and then, of course... A McMahon in every corner. Lillian sings the national anthem, who... She did a decent job. I you fast forward. I watched some of it because Lillian always bugs me because I don't think she's a good singer, and oh, the fact that she quit horrible. the company to try to sing is stupid. That's I would have. I can't believe someone didn't stop her and say, "Look, you're a decent singer, but stay ring announcing." See, and I, I like Lillian. I think she sings beautifully. She's fine, but she's not. A, no, she would be out on American. She wouldn't make it past the the first round of American Idol. Well, let's look at who else won that and how far they've gotten. Well, I mean, outside of Kelly Clarkson and uh, Carrie Underwood, yeah. I mean, outside of those two, nobody's gotten it exactly. off of any singing show. Yeah. So it, it's tough. Show. I mean, singing is a tough business. Yeah. Look, she did a better job than uh, you know Mean Gene did of singing the national anthem. She did or a better job than Boys to Men. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some shitty. Uh, well, God bless America. It's it's weird they alternated. You know, some years it's God bless America, and some years it's the national anthem. So they just they go back and forth. But anyway, it all began on March 31st, 1985, as Keith David narrates over a highlight reel of WrestleMania moments. Now, who is Keith David? Keith David is Roddy Piper's co-star in They Live. He's the guy that he fights and puts the glasses on. He's like, put the fucking glasses on. I was wondering if you knew that. And he's also the guy that narrates the Monday Night Wars, and he's done a couple other things for the company. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he does. And great actor. I love They Live. That is literally one of my favorite movies of all It's time. an awesome movie. It is. I think he's... he's. I'm with you. His voice is just great. It's, it's perfect for voiceovers of anything. As great as Keith David's voice is... No, cut him off. No, that was then. This is now. Dysfunctional family. McManamania. A McMahon in every corner. They really fucked this entrance <laughs> up. Like, this intro... Was going so beautifully. The sparkler, the little sparkler logo of WrestleMania 2000 pops up. Oh, like the you know what I'm saying? Like the little neon sparks as it's popping up. <laughs> it is yeah. pretty shitty. It is pretty shitty. Jr. and King on the call, and yes, Ice T. Pimpin' ain't easy. Pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Godfather's in the house. Ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy. Take a look at me, everything I own nice out. Pimp, baby, you can see my ribs with the lights out. This is how we do it, man. Pictures and clothes. Godfather, baby, on the plates of the road. Step back, hate to take a little roof of my hole. Babies on the feet, take a look at my toes. Money is the reason all the real players know that. Godfather lays punks to rest. He got no chance up against the best. 
We rock in the east and we rolls in the west. If you don't dig a pimpin', we can really get left. Cause it's pimp or die. Pimp or die, baby. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. This song sort of sucks, but the crowd loves it, and uh, they were hot for this for some reason. You know, as a it would quickly die. I did not know who Ice T was until I watched Law and Order SVU, and I'd say a lot of people. I'm a fan of Ice T. He's a great actor. Actually, he's a great actor, and so I enjoyed watching this entrance. Now that I know who this man was. That makes me sound so white, doesn't it? No, a, a lot of people don't know who Ice-T is. I mean, white or black, honestly, because, like, by the time... N.W.A. is probably credited as, like, introducing gangster rap to the masses. Right. Like, Ice-T was a little bit before that. He was just a little bit ahead of his time. And so, yeah, they actually probably know him more from his acting work yeah. in general. I mean, honestly, I know his actual singing work, I know more for... He had a hard rock band called Body Count which is actually where I know him from more. I actually don't know any Ice-T like rap songs. Really? Yeah, so other than Pimpin' Ain't Easy, Man off the Aggression CD, which is number one on Billboard, by the way, if you ask the WWF in 2000. Now, the crowd did enjoy this. Now, Godfather, uh, not on the juice, but his dreadlocks are on the juice, and he has the biggest fake dreadlocks I've ever seen uh, on anybody. And he is out with D'Lo Brown, who is on a career spiral. The unfortunate incident with Draws, and now D'Lo is lost. And, and that is, happened when? That happened in late September? 99. Was it September 99? Yes, that happened on October 5th, 1999. Okay, so, so October of 99. Yeah, so D'Lo at this point in time had not recuperated from... Well, and would never. I mean... From the incident. But he was they didn't know crying. What to, they didn't know what to do with him. Right. So... Hey, you know Godfather, you guys used to be friends. Why don't you be a pimp, too? Okay, I will. (laughs) So now we have two pimps with uh, a lot of escorts, a lot of working women tonight. They're taking on Shield 1.0, Big Boss Man, and B-Squared, Bull Buchanan. Bull, down from from where I'm living right now, so... uh, What do you mean? He lives in Calhoun. (laughs) <laughs> what does he do there? Please please tell me he works at Applebee's. No, he doesn't, but he mm-hmm. lives right past Calhoun. He lives between uh, Calhoun, Georgia, and um, Cartersville. Now, unlike most Godfather matches, he did not offer Shield 1.0. He did not offer them the hose. No. Which I, th- I felt was a little racist, actually, that the white guys wouldn't accept the hose. I think Bull Buchanan would have taken the hose. <laughs> D'Lo beats down B-Squared and tags in Godfather. They double-team B-Squared. Godfather is wearing this bright aluminum foil shirt. This thing is... It is like neon aluminum foil. <laughs> like neon silver. Both guys are wrestling in, like, street clothes, too. It seems very uncomfortable. It was like their white pimp khakis. clothes. Yeah, it's it was... their pimp clothes. Yeah, they're not going to uh, put they on their gear. they always be working the girls out at the outside the ring. Yeah, they're always doing business. Yeah. D'Lo does some corner punches on B-Squared. Then Bull does a very impressive leap from the mat to the top turnbuckle and hits a clothesline on D'Lo, which was his most impressive move of the match. And then shades a Booker T as he hits a scissors kick to D'Lo and gets a two count. Bull then locks in my favorite move, the bear hug to D'Lo Brown. Bossman hits a backbreaker for a two count on Godfather. Bull gets crotched on the turnbuckle and D'Lo hits a hurricane run on him. Godfather gets another tag, then hits a hoe train on Bossman. D'Lo goes for the frog splash, but gets cut off by Bull Buchanan. Bossman slam, and B-squared hits the Alabama jam. This giant man, 
this like Bull Buchanan, like six three, six four, hits the Alabama Jam and probably fucks his hip up very badly, hitting this Alabama Jam was, on D'Lo. It was massive. It and was outstanding. I loved it. Surprise win here as B squared and the Boss Man. I loved it. Who had been sacrificed at last year's WrestleMania had been killed at, la- at WrestleMania 15. Boss, Boss Man, Man yes. came back. Yeah, came back from the dead to win a match. He's a zombie. He was hanged. Yeah, but I'm talking about now. The poor man has passed away. He has passed away, but it's he's very sad. It is sad, but it was a long time ago now. He was a very talented individual. He was, and I'm I can't believe he won here. After that entrance, usually when someone gets a special entrance, they win the match. That's true. Yeah, so. especially like at WrestleMania 12, you could tell right away who's going to be winning that match. <laughs> the man, uh, the man ziplining from the top of the building, or the man just walking out of the back. Who do you think's going to win that match? I realized, okay, from this match, they're really trying to get Bull Buchanan over here because he had some moments where he looked really good. Yeah, they did, but it just never went anywhere because right to censor would be ruining his uh any momentum he had as a big man he was a big man in a time when it wasn't good to be a big man because yeah you had, had it been had it been about three or four years earlier for him different and they need a gimmick for him he can't just be he he could a part have, of a team he could have done luger's real american gimmick and ran with it he was always he was in uh Oh, the Truth Commission? The Truth Commission. He was a member of the Truth Commission. Yeah. He's a member of here, Boss Man's Police Squad, and then he's a member of Right to Censor. And then he teamed with none other than John Cena. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Yeah, I forgot about that very (laughs) important moment. That's who should be inducting Cena into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) So this match was just a showcase for a B squared. And uh It worked. I don't know that it worked. Think it worked. I think he had moments of flashes of... He had two great moves. The value of a good squash match. He should have just come in there and run. Well, it wasn't going to be a through. squash match. It well, didn't need to be a squash match. Well, it match. should have been. Why is that? Because you need to get this guy over. You want to get this big man over. You want to get him over, but you want to make him work for it, too. You don't want to... We don't want to squash Godfather. D'Lo and Godfather are worth it. I mean, they're, they're on their way out. Well, obviously, they saw some money invested in him if they bring ice tea in to sing him to the ring anyway or the women probably what brought ice tea in but still we go backstage to triple h and stephanie who love their belts as stephanie is the women's champion which she would not is. be defended tonight no nope. and stephanie loves her wedding ring from triple h who drugged and raped her and took her through a drive-thru wedding chapel what a romantic which wedding. closed the other day by the way oh really it oh did. that's sad their first memory together well, it's pretty sweet, though. I mean, think about it. The McMahon-Helmsley era puts on the biggest WrestleMania of all time, and we are both World Wrestling Federation champs going into it. Just doesn't get any better than this. We go to Heat highlights because that's what I spent $65 for, of course, was to watch Heat again. <laughs> Tim White on Heat went over the hardcore battle royal rules with all the competitors, all right. and he looks very confused. All right, Crash, the 24-7 hold on that hardcore title is over tonight right here at WrestleMania as you put the belt up in a hardcore battle royal. Now, I want all you guys to understand there are rules to this battle royal for the hardcore title tonight, and I want you to listen up. Rule number one, there's a 15-minute time limit, which will be strictly adhered to. Rule number two, within that 15 minutes, there could be as many 
belt changes as they might be within that time frame. It could be one, could be two, could be ten times, or maybe not at all, Crash. Okay, so when the time runs out, so do your chances to be hardcore champion. Have a good match. We'll see you out there. And everyone at the table, all the competitors look extremely sad to be a part of this match. Here, here, here's the thing, okay? It's not necessarily every man for himself. There's a 15-minute allotted time where as many pinfalls... What could, could go wrong? Well, as many pinfalls could happen in that amount of time, but you have to pin who the champion is. So the champion going in is Crash. So he's first on the hit list. So he's first on the hit list. So that means you've got so you've got twelve other guys aiming straight for you. Well, which we can talk about Crash's strategy. You know what I would have done when the bell rung? Run like hell. Exactly. Yeah. Get in the car and drive. Why? <laughs> Run so like this hell. Match made no sense just from that but point of view. This was the last time that the twenty four seven rule was going to be in effect. After the 15 minutes were over, no more 24-7 rule. You had to have a signed contract, and there was a bell-to-bell, start-to-finish, hardcore title match. That was it. I thought at X7 that Big Show wasn't an... Kane or Big Show wasn't announced for that match. That he just came out. No. So this is the end of the 24-7 rule. This is the end of the 24-7 rule. Right here. What a way to end it. So now, does everybody understand? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Going into it. Well, it's like a football game with a politically incorrect name that I used to play. So, it's called Smear the Queer, was what it was called. And what you have is the guy that has the football. Everybody wants to Everyone tackle tackles him. him. And yeah, whoever it, grabs it next. Everyone tackles him. Yeah. It's really a game for someone that wants to get their ass kicked. Yeah. So that's what this is, basically. If Correct. you win the title, you want people to kick your ass. Yeah. Because the strategy for me would be if I was a champion, I'd run. If I wasn't the champion, I'd just stand around and wait for the time to tick down and avoid everybody and run yeah. in there and try to get a pen at the very end. Which we see come into effect. Yeah, well, yes, we we see. How could this go wrong? <laughs> Taz is out first. I would say he would be a favorite. Then we have Viscera, the Mean Street Posse, Hardcore Holly, Kayentai, the Headbangers with their bras, the Acolytes before they were bodyguards, and finally the champion Crash Holly. Taz suplexes Crash right away. One, two, three. He's the new Taz champ. Taz pins Crash Holly. Taz is the champ. You know what that means? All 12 men are aimed at him. And then I say, why doesn't Taz just leave the arena? Viscera thrusts Taz back first into the turnbuckle and falls on him outside the ring. Falls count anywhere. One, two, three, now Viscera, this giant man, King Mabel, is the champion. Going right around here is when you see a box fan get picked up and smashed right into Crash Holly. Right on top of his head. And this fan, I did not realize how dangerous box fans were until I see this happen. Because it split him wide open. It's the only Crash Holly fan in attendance. And then uh, the Mean Street Posse triple team Viscera... Yes, Crash Holly gets busted open from the fan shot. Then the posse gets trash can shots from the acolytes. Bradshaw just lights everyone up with a baking sheet before Taz lays him out with one. 
Hardcore nearly pins Viscera with a lid shot. Mosh nearly pins him as well. Viscera goes into the ring for some reason. That's stupid. Viscera climbs to the top turnbuckle. Guess what? The Acolytes slam him to the ring. Farouk hits him with a 2x4. And then Bradshaw hits a top turnbuckle shoulder tackle. The Acolytes then throw Kayentai onto Viscera. And despite both members of Kayentai pinning Viscera, Funaki is declared the new champ. As I guess this is the debut of the Acolytes being bodyguards here. The Acolyte Protection Agency uh, had clients. They, Funaki and uh, Takamishinoku paid them to help them win, I guess. Yeah. Funaki then takes my advice and runs away. Smart guy. He runs to the back. So Rodney from the posse goes back, finds Funaki, pins him. Yeah. And then Joey Abs pins Rodney. Then Thrasher pins Joey Abs. Then Thrasher runs back towards the ring. At this point, the stupidity of this match is making me laugh. Just how stupid this is. Pete Gas fire extinguishes Mosh. Pins him. One, two, three. Pete Gas is your hardcore champion. Oh, he fire extinguishes Thrasher, I guess. Gets the pin, and he is covered in blood somehow. Taz gets Pete Gas in the ring. He suplexes Gas on the mat. No sells a stomp, though, from Hardcore Holly, who tried to break up the, the cover. And uh, gets the three count. So Taz has won the belt twice in this match now. So Taz is your champ because he just beat Pete. Right. Hardcore Holly throws him into the steps, but only gets a two count. The crowd is completely silent as they have no idea what the fuck is going on. Everyone's getting hit in the head with baking sheets. The Hollies, Hardcore and Crash, take Taz into the ring and double team him. So some teamwork here. ECW chance for this very non-ECW type match. As Taz smacks Crash with the lid, pins him for no reason. Taz doesn't know how to work this match for some reason. Crash kicks it too, despite not needing to kick. King says, this match will make brain cells disappear. And I say, it's not just for the competitors, King. It's for me as well. My brain cells were disappearing. See, I love this match. Hardcore Holly drop kicks Taz, but only gets a two count. Taz is all alone in the ring with 40 seconds left. Crash hits him with the begging sheet, covers Taz, kicks out, and then we get a Taz mission to Crash as the time is ticking down. Out of nowhere, Hardcore Holly comes in and smashes some big piece of glass, which we would find out would be JR's Snickers jar, a great product placement for Snickers here, smashes this legit glass thing. Both Crash and Taz get glass shards in their fucking face, which was just fucking crazy to me. Like, why couldn't you have found a work jar? Oh, like, Taz, Taz actually had glass in his eye that he had to go and have took out, have surgery, immediate surgery, and took out of after this match. So, Hardcore, after smashing both of these men with the Snickers he jar... He pins Crash, who is the champ. And then, referee Patrick Young, you fuck it up again. You One, fuck it up again. Two, Crash kicks. We count three. No. No, that's not what happened. Tim White, I think what happened here was that Crash was legitimately... Supposed to win. Yes. Crash was supposed to retain. Yeah, Crash was supposed to kick. But because he took this shot from this real glass jar, fucking didn't know where the fuck he was, Tim White knew the finish, and unlike you, does not follow through on his three count. It's true. So he goes one, two, and pauses at three. But for some reason, 
Finkel announces that Hardcore Holly is your champion. And the announcers are confused. They think there's going to be a reverse decision. As they can clearly see on the replay, there's no three count. That Tim White's hand doesn't hit the mat. So Crash gets the belt and tries to leave. But Tim White, you asshole ref. (laughs) You track this poor man down who just took a glass jar to the face. And say, no, no, no. I know that was scripted for you to win, but, but I need this back. I need this back. So they take it from Crash, give it to Hardcore Holly. The announcers, JR and King, totally confused. And then we replay it again. Hardcore Holly celebrates. What's funny to me also, as Hardcore goes to leave with this belt, insult to injury, he gets it caught in the ring apron as he leaves. So he has to yank this belt he wasn't supposed to win out of the ring. Uh, to carry it to the back in this botched finish. but You know what kept ringing through my mind at the end of this? It was Tim White at the start of this saying, after the 15 minutes, we will definitely 100% have and know who the real hardcore champion is. Guess what? 15 minutes goes by, we still don't know who the fucking hardcore champion is because is it Crash or is it hardcore? It's the danger in doing a match with a timer in the corner. You know what? I love this match, though. I really do. This match sucks, man. I, I, I love the idea of this match. It's entertaining. It's chaotic. It's weird. You've always got something else going on. And it's just bam, 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 bam. You have no downtime. I really I enjoy this match. This would have been a terrible match to watch for the live crowd because a lot of it happens backstage. You have the Titantrons. You can watch them. But then a lot of it happens at the side of the ring, which for fans in the upper decks... I can't really see that. I mean, no one can see this thing well. You have the Titan Tron. You can watch it. Uh, Cameraman no. sitting there watching it. I don't think there was a very good... The Titan Tron for WrestleMania 2000 wasn't a very good Titan Tron, by it the way. It was two. On, it was one on it. But a- they were down at g- ground level. <laughs> yeah, they were. It was like, if I, yeah, if I have a 65-inch big screen and I put it on the ground, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it doesn't do me a lot of good. I can't see it from very far away. So, I thought this match sucked. This was I enjoyed pretty terrible. This match. Of course you loved it. It's your match of the night. Because a referee fucked up. That's why you liked it. You would have counted the three. I would have He should have counted the three. Yeah. That's... That, now, we got to jump on Tim White here. That That's the rule, is don't pull it. Yeah. If they don't kick out, that's their fucking problem. One, two, three. Because if you pull it, you it see, to you this. see yeah. what just happened. And if he had counted three, no, cluster, no controversy. It's a clusterfuck, and it makes not only you as the referee look bad, it makes both wrestlers look bad, and it confuses the ring the ring announcers and confuses the timekeeper. It just it goes to hell. You are, Believe it or not, the referee is the glue that holds that whole thing together. And if he had counted three, no big deal. No big deal. One, two, three, well, shit, he just counted three, so... There it is. And as a ref, then he should have he should have counted the three and then immediately grabbed Crash and said, "Do not go and grab that belt and act like you won this match." Yeah, you lost this match. I'm sorry. That's yeah. We had to change the finish on the fly. Exactly. Like, that that was t- that is own Tim White. He dropped the ball, which is probably why they used him in those wonderful suicide Tim White things <laughs> in the next few years and took him out of the ring. I Tim, don't know, man. That hell in a cell. He took a hell of a bump on. 
That was a bad... We get access highlights from the year 2000 as China sounds high as hell as she tells us, I'm having so much fun here, access. So much fun. And then Jericho sounds equally miserable. Yeah, I like it. Sitting here, signing autographs. You say that shit. Shawn Michaels is higher than hell. This is such a great event. I'm so excited to be here in Anaheim first and have such a wonderful turnout. This is going to be such a wonderful event and everybody's out here supporting the whole um you know wrestlemania and it's very exciting and the crowd is loud and everybody's having a good time and i am really looking forward to kicking eddie guerrero's butt oh did i say that what does that have to do with access wait that's wrestlemania as you can see the wwf fan fest for wrestlemania a huge rousing success Basically, completely because of Y2J, all the Jericho-holics in LA and basically around the entire Western Hemisphere came to see the hero and role model, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Y2J. My favorite booth here is Kane. Where Kane's at? The energy that is in this room, in this building right now, is so phenomenal. Every fan is totally pumped up. Every WWF superstar is completely pumped up. I know I am pumped up, and I'm at the peep show, and that's a good thing yeah. to be pumped up at the peep show. That was hard to say. Okay, my favorite booth is the Access Arena, because of all the action that happens. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. There's so much excitement going on. There's so many great fans. I mean, take a look at them out there. They're nuts. I mean, you know, this is WrestleMania at its best. The intensity's high, the fever's high. I'm so excited about to pee my pants. Lots of TNA at WrestleMania fan access. All the fans are here. It's a big turnout. There's got to be thousands of people here, and everybody's having a good time. It's great. Shawn Michaels being here. I haven't seen Shawn in two years. Shawn Michaels, the man. Bring Shawn back, man. Wait, 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 wait a second. You just told me I was your favorite part of WWF access. I don't know where you are going from. Hey, he's not keeping us tape. He's not keeping us <laughs> Especially this thing right behind me, this play-by-play -play booth is awesome. Because the fans get to sit down and call one of the five best matches in uh, the history of the World Wrestling Federation. They get to do play-by-play, -play, they get to do color, they get to sit down with me, Howard Finkel, uh, a lot of people who they can get, get the opportunity to uh, you know, do a match with them and actually see what it feels like to actually be at ringside and call a match for the World Wrestling Federation. It's, it's just awesome. Oh man, it's just the greatest, you know, how many fans get to say they can announce a match with Michael Cole, you know, the WWF fan access, it's just the greatest, man. Can't get any better than this. Being in the WWF right now, it's the place to be, and, and that's that. I mean, so, I'm so glad I'm here. Extremely glad I'm here. WrestleMania weekend is the biggest weekend of the year. It's bigger than the Super Bowl, it's bigger than the NBA championship. I just couldn't wait for this weekend, man, and with access to top it all off, I just love it. WrestleMania weekend, stars, glamour, glitz, you name it, it means a lot to d -Von. Yeah, this is top notch. See this many people turn out. I know the event's been sold out for a long time. It's going to, it's going to be spectacular. But this is the World Wrestling Federation. This is WrestleMania. It's the biggest show of the year. It's always first class when you do something like this. I think it's one thing when, when, when you go to a pay-per-view event. You just can't rush that. Anyway, like I was saying, you know, the fact of the matter is that you can go to a pay-per-view event, you can do things like that, but what happens is when you come to like a fan fest, for example, and there's 20, 25,000 screaming fans, and they're all having a good time, there's obviously a lot of booze here, you can have a great time all day. Um, it makes for a much better product. Not only that, you send the fans home happy with something special. 
Well, he doesn't say anything. Big Show, it, Big Show says, the hell? "Wait, it's a, it's a." There's a fan that's like, "Oh man, I haven't seen Sean. Vince, put Sean back in the ring." And Sean's just yeah, sitting there, just looking like he's a prisoner, just like. And he's wearing sunglasses. Oh yeah, yeah. This Indoors. Is, and there's no bright lights. Well, he didn't get fired until next year before X7. He still had a role in the company where he would just stand around backstage and do drugs and just hang out. For no fucking reason. Because he's Vince's boy. Like, yeah. he's just the golden child. So, yeah. yeah, at Access. Yeah, you had your three biggest stars at Access, but not at Mania. And Taker, Austin, and HBK sitting there signing autographs, but... None of them can work a match tonight. That sucks. <laughs> Big Show says, Oh, I'm so excited and I'm going to pee my pants. Which would have been disgusting. Trish says, There's a lot of TNA here. Hey, oh, there wasn't. Uh, Impact wasn't formed until uh, a few years later. You're about to see a lot of TNA here in a second. <laughs> yeah. Michael Cole, I felt the sorriest for him because they were <laughs> this, I, the, cause they this were still doing of, this shit at this, 27. This but not with bitch, Cole. This son of a bitch has to sit there and do play with marks by, do, all fucking day. Do play by play with legendary matches that fans pick. <laughs> and he has karaoke, karaoke play by play with these matches, and not only do with they, smelly fucking wrestling fans, and all not day. only do they get they record this, they get to actually take their play by play with Michael Cole DVD home with them to relive and watch. That is brilliant. Right he now. had a shitty day. He, he had really, the worst day. He did. I hope they paid him a lot because he really did get shit on. Yeah, this is why he's in such a bad mood nowadays. You know, is because he had to. Do this shit you know he was shit on by the pro wrestlers you know the rock would always shit on him backstage in those interview segments and now he's got to sit there all well, fucking dx day. used to give him wedgies all yeah the time. and man sit there all fucking day calling the same three matches <laughs> with strangers people you know nothing about no <laughs> waiting in line to yeah. come sit by you to watch a match and repeat karaoke off the screen like yeah. oh god it'd be like if i said hey uh, just anybody read what patrick said from last week's podcast have a seat sit down here yeah. bud and just do it all you day you can't replace me i'm uh, that good yeah exactly undertaker showed up to access but not mania so sucks for you guys austin is there too but He's not showing up tonight. Rock is at a booth sponsored by Chef Boyardee next to the Rock Drag Racing car, which is another great memorabilia item that we need to track down to see what happened to the Rocks. You had Kane's drag racing car. You had Austin's drag racing car. What happened to all those? That is true. The Snickers blimp is outside the arena, which is stupid because it's a closed-air arena. No one can see this blimp, so why would you fly a blimp over a closed-air? So the the city of California knows Snickers is in town. They are in town. I said city of California, state of California, sorry. We get a replay of the jar of Snickers spot after the Snickers blimp, so So, this is not not Once again, though, I've got to say this. Not only are we showing, do we know that they fucked up? Not only do we show a replay of them fucking up, we go to Access, we come back with another replay of them fucking up. Why would you, yeah. Don't know. I just wanted to point that one out there, too. It's weird, yeah. I guess they were just trying to make the best of it, you know. Yeah. Al Snow is backstage talking to a bathroom stall. Steve Blackman says, hey, don't do anything stupid. Trish 
with a zoom in on her boobs and TNA Test and Albert, not the Jeff Jarrett TNA, are on their way to the ring. So that's, I like this TNA. So that's what's next. Head Cheese versus TNA. I like this TNA. Al Snow is in really great shape here. He is—he looked like he put his... Uh, uh, Al is looking pretty buff. Yeah, Al Snow is in great shape for this WrestleMania moment with Chester McCheesington as... Uh, Come on down, Chester! He has a uh, midget in a cheese suit for head cheese. Little That's, person. Let's be oh, politically correct. Well, they call themselves midgets when they wrestle, so... I'm going to count this as a wrestler. He says, let's go head cheese and slap... Chester needs to slap his ass to this call sign that the crowd never got into. I said, I cannot believe this mania so far. I mean, this is really <laughs> you are, you unbelievable. Are, this is your third match in. Yes. Tess and Albert out next. <laughs> JR's Mike does what I want to do. Quit working as the match starts. And you know what? I never thought King would just panic the way he does, but he's like... Oh, shit. Oh, get your shit on. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What can you hear? Here, have mine. He's, <laughs> yeah. like, ready to give JR his mic because he doesn't know what the fuck to say. Get yeah, anything out of me she wants. I'm sure. Write her a check. It's going to be a test. Of... All right. Okay. Like you said, we got the... Wait, wait, JR, what happened? Something's happened to JR's headsets. Can you talk? That's okay. I can do this by myself, JR. This is great. Hey, Trish. Matter of fact, Trish Stratus, come over here and sit by me. JR's got a case of the lock jaw. <laughs> All right, we got TNA. Wow, check it out. I hope you haven't screwed this up too badly. What? Oh, are you back? Still got a loud buzz there, JR. Here, try mine. No, you can't have mine. Jared, in the meantime, you're miss, missing a heck of a match here. Oh, and we're missing Trish Stratus. I thought you said she was going to come over here and sit down beside us and join us on commentary. Are you there yet, JR? I've got an audio dilemma. Oh, I think we're all right now. Please. Did you mess things up too badly, did you? I just. Like, I've never seen King so panicked before. That's true. I mean, this guy has been an announcer for a very long time. You'd think that he At could hold, point, it time. hold it down five minutes yeah. while he changes mic, but he shits his pants. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, no, yeah. JR's mic is out. Like, What uh, do I do? So, JR... <laughs> JR's mic is out. Now I can't focus on this match because I'm thinking about King shitting his pants over JR's mic. Snow hits an enziguri to Albert, but Tess breaks the cover. Albert tries to press slam Al Snow, but Blackman saves him. Blackman hits a headbutt to Albert for a two count. Albert hits a double underhook suplex to Snow and makes a hot tag to Test. Test and Albert hit a double power bomb, but Blackman breaks the cover. Snow hits an acai moonsault to Albert on the outside of the ramp. Snow hits an Alabama jam, which we've already seen tonight. Only he hits it with Blackman's uh, stretching test over Blackman's knee, but Albert breaks up the pin. Albert press slams test onto Blackman, but Snow breaks it up. Blackman hits a super kick, and the cheese man distracts Steve Blackman as his own mascot is distracting him. Albert press slams him, and then Test hits the big elbow off the turnbuckle, which he would use a December to dismember in 2006, and would win this match as TNA gets a win, and then JR sums it up best as he says, 
this was two teams who never really got it on track here. <laughs> I mean, how bad is that when JR even the company man when the announcer is even like I'm not buying sucked. into that shit yeah the best part of this entire match Trish Stratus yeah indeed yes uh she was uh but I I prefer I preferred her Wrestlemania 27 look when she was brunette and lost the implants I thought she looked better then I didn't like this her balloon boobs <laughs> I'm sorry to me it's there's, there's a point to where like yeah, Sable had, like, balloon boobs, too, but, like, they fit her body better than Trish. Trish looked like she was hooked up to the helium too long, you know? Like, they left it on. Like, this was just too much for me. So I was never... I thought Trish was pretty. Like, she had a pretty face, but, like... I thought she's gorgeous. But Stacey Keebler's my number one, and she, and she doesn't need... I thought she liked Kelly Kelly. She's... It's a close competition i think i'd still pick stacy really is the no well and kimberly page back in the day i mean she had big fake boobs too so it's really a competition between all these fake boobed women um i don't think stacy had fake boobs though but i'm not stacy sure. did not have fake boobs no but she was the best looking uh, i just trish's were just ridiculous to me like we we're spending a, a walking lot. pair of boobs <laughs> we we're spending a lot uh, yeah of time i'll cut it this. down but okay. i'm just <laughs> TNA get to win here. <laughs> but fuck that. That's not the real story. It's all about Chester the Cheese Man. So Snow Poor Chester. So Snow apologizes to Steve. Says, guess what? It'll never happen again. And it's time to cut the cheese. <laughs> and then Steve and Al beat up the cheese man with Steve delivering that karate kick. This yes. poor cheese man. He didn't deserve this. No. This match sucked. He did nothing wrong. This card has sucked. This is terrible. So we go backstage for more terribleness. As Mae Young is with the cat who is naked. But Mae Young is going to cock block us. Uh, as she would block cat's boobs with a, her hands. And then block her vagina with a shirt. And then block her boobs again with water bottles. So thanks a lot, Mae Young. You have... Spoiled WrestleMania. The the one good thing that could have come from this whole thing. King was disappointed to not see his wife naked, which is weird because he can see her naked anytime he wants. <laughs> but okay. This could be considered match of the night. But because I know what happens at WrestleMania X7, it can't be. It's a triangle ladder match with the Dudleys, Hardys, and Edge and Christian. This sounds familiar. Thou shall not fuck with the Dudleys. That's very true. More heat highlights as the Hardys tried to attack Edge and Christian. Broken Matt and Brother Nero out first, then Edge and Christian go after the Hardys, and then the Dudleys come out, pose on the ladders, and then Edge and Christian go after them. Bubba pairs off with Jeff in the ring, and Jeff hits a corkscrew moonsault to Bubba. Bubba hits a Bubba bomb to Jeff. Christian tries for the belt, but Matt stops him. Matt flings a ladder into Bubba, then a poetry in motion is delivered to Bubba. Christian gets a ladder in the face from Devon, Matt hits an elbow drop to Devon on the ladder. Jeff DDT's Bubba Ray. Then he hits a 450, but misses and 450s himself onto the ladder. Onto the ladder, which hurt like hell, Which, I'm sure. Like I said, if you told me 18 years later this man would still be wrestling, I'd say, no, not a chance. Bubba hits a second rope senton onto Jeff, who had a ladder on him. That hurt Bubba. Yes. Well, Bubba actually overshot him and hit the back of his head, mostly. Yeah, Edge rides a ladder onto Matt Hardy, who is under a ladder, which is the smart way to do it. Have a ladder brace your fall from a ladder. 
Bubba does the Terry Funk helicopter ladder spot and then poses in the ring, but E and C dropkick the ladder into him. Christian dives off a ladder from the ring to Matt and Bubba, who were on the mats. Edge spears Jeff off the ladder as he was going for the belt, a spot that would be uh, one-upped next year. <laughs> Matt then powerbombs Edge off the ladder as he goes for the belt. Bubba sets up three ladders in the ring, and King keeps crying out, Go for the belts! What are you doing, you dummies? Go for the belts! Which I'd have to agree with. Yeah. Bubba hits a 3D off the ladder to Christian. The Hardys climb ladders and hit a tandem splash and leg drop to Bubba. Devon is double suplexed off the ladders by Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian and the Hardys put two ladders up and fight for the belts. They take each other out. The crowd want tables, even though they've got ladders. All the team climbs ladders in the middle of the ring. Christian and Jeff fall off the ladder directly to the concrete floor on the outside. Ouch. Yes. The Dudleys are now all alone in the ring. Instead of going for the belts, of course, no. Table time. They take two ladders... Before table time, they take two ladders. Sit them up. Go get tables. Bring one table in. Set it up braced between the two ladders to basically create a scaffold. And as they go to climb, they are then attacked. Yes, they're attacked by the Hardys. But Bubba hits a Bubba bomb to Matt through a table off of the Spanish announce table. So they were brawling on the outside, and from the Spanish announce table to another table, uh, Bubba powerbombs Matt. But Devon misses a splash on Jeff in the ring, off the ladder, and he goes through a table. So uh, one one member from each team is down. Jeff eats a ladder while trying a guardrail clothesline on Bubba. That never seems to work on Bubba. Bubba that goes and gets the 36-footer and puts it in the aisle way. That's definitely not for him. Then grabs a ladder, or table. Christian belt shots Bubba. Now Bubba is on the table. Jeff takes off his shirt, which means he's going for a swanton off the big ladder to Bubba on the table. He delivers it perfectly. It even looks like he smiles because he hit it so safely. Like, you couldn't hit this more perfectly on Bubba on the table. Like, twist of fate from Matt to Devon, then Matt and Christian climb the ladders to the belt. But guess what? Edge sneaks in behind Matt. Edge was playing possum this whole time. He did the least amount of work in this match. Matt gets pushed into the table below by Edge. The Dudleys built this wonderful scaffold for Edge and Christian to climb and grab the belts from, and they win the match, as they win every single match they're in with these other two tag teams. Well, yeah. This would be match of the night. I mean, I think it is match of the night, but I know what happens next year. So, in retrospect... Oh, next year's match is beyond better. Oh, it's not even in the same... Realm. I mean, I mean, this one is ecstatically well done. This one, but... to me, just takes too long for them to set shit up because, like, Bubba and Devon have to set all these tables up. Yeah, they have to move all the all the ladders have to get moved around, and it feels like it interrupts the flow of the match. Yeah. By TLC two at WrestleMania X seven, they've got this shit figured out. Where there's never a dull moment. There, there's never yeah. there's never any resting. There's never any part where i feel like oh we we're setting something up oh give us a second uh give us a second no like it was non-stop action total non-stop action and uh x7 so this match is match of the night tonight but i mean in comparison to their other encounters yeah i'd even say the royal rumble match was better that we saw or was that no way out no way out no way out from the garden Yeah, yeah it was better yeah no, Rumble was at the Garden. No, Rumble was uh, at the Garden. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Garden match between uh, the Bubba's and the Hardys was better okay, than this yeah. match. 
Uh, so I thought you were talking about the other TLC one. TLC one that was the SummerSlam, I think. Right? That's actually a match I need to go back and rewatch because I I forget that uh, you know I forget how TLC one goes. I know that Edge and Christian win. Yes, because they win them all. What do you think of this match? Oh, I love the match. I I definitely think match of the night. Uh, comparison, like you said, to what they did uh, the following year is it doesn't anywhere it doesn't write anywhere with what they did next year. So Kevin Kelly is with Mick Foley and Linda McMahon. She recites her script with no emotion. Mick, all I can say is I'm very happy that tonight, finally, you're going to have the opportunity to fulfill a lifelong dream. WrestleMania, the main event, go for it. Kevin Kelly's very obvious looking at the triangle ladder match and nobody's letting anything, nobody's holding anything back tonight. It is the biggest show in this year. This is the biggest year in the WWF's history, which makes it the biggest match in the history of the WWF, certainly the biggest match in my career. And thanks to Linda McMahon, Mick Foley gets a second chance to make a last impression. I want people talking about this match for the next 10 years. So I do believe that a WrestleMania, it's like a fairy tale for me, Kevin Kelly. And Triple H, Rock, Big Show, fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you, but it won't! Because tonight, in what could be the final match of my career, fairy tales will come true for me. Bye-bye! Mick wants people to talk about his match for 10 years. Sorry, Mick, this would not be happening. Poor Mick. JR puts over the ladder match again. They show some highlights from the match we just saw, which is what I pay for a pay-per-view for. The cat fight is next. That's right. It's a battle royal, but not really. Val Venus is wearing a shirt that is written in jizz. He's locked, cocked, and ready for action, and it's spelled out in jism. He's a special guest ref for this match, and he has a referee's towel around his dick. Uh, he does. Val's promo sucks tonight, by the way. I'll include it here. Please Ter- don't. <laughs> Terry is out with it's. He was like speaking in a lower octave too. It was really weird. <laughs> it's bad. Terry is out with Moolah, and Cat is out with May Young. Correct. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our only singles match of the night. This match. Yay! Cat is in a sheer lace bodysuit. She is. Cat kisses Val. Terry whips Cat by the hair a few times. Cat spears Terry. May Young tries to get her boobs out, which distracts Val. And Terry gets thrown out, but Val is distracted trying to keep Mae Young's boobies in. So then May and Moolah go into the ring. May kisses Val, and Terry gets thrown out again. This time, Moolah drags Cat out of the ring and rolls Terry in. Val sees Terry in the ring, and the match is over. Ding, ding. <laughs> May hits the Bronco Buster to Moolah. Ugh, which wonderful fantasy of mine. Cat rips, really now? Cat rips Terry's clothes off to the delight of the crowd, which well, we've seen Terry naked and Cat naked a million times, so who cares? Think about what you just said, though. I mean, they've both been very scantily clad a million times. Who huh? cares? That doesn't mean we don't want to see it again. You can only, I mean, you can only show me the same naked lady so many times before I'm like... You need to get that checked out, then. It's not checked out. <laughs> it's just... It, it's been done. It's been done. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I understand what you're saying. This was shit. This was the singles match. This was the only singles match tonight. Think about that. 
That's fucking insanity. It was pretty bad. It wasn't even an over-the-top battle royal. No, they like, just had to be pushed. They just had to be out of the ring. Yeah. No explanation needed. No explanation needed. The Radicals, Eddie, Perry, and Dean, are talking about too cool. That's right. But you know what? Eddie could only think about one thing, and one thing only... And that is China. They've got Latino heat, despite her not being a Latino. China and Too Cool thinks it's gross, as they got to watch the Radicals cut the promo. So this is a rare time where one team can see the other cutting a promo. Yes. Radicals out next. China and her fireworks cannon are out next. And then Too Cool, without Rikishi, is out next. Scotty works with Eddie. They hit a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, but China tags in, and Eddie tags Malenko, and he's scared of China. China then dances with Brian Christopher for a second, which she needs to learn how to dance. Christopher hits Eddie with a back suplex, and he wants a Tennessee jam, but Saturn stops him. Saturn puts Christopher's do-rag on, which is something that Saturn would wear himself sometimes, so that was weird, and then beats him down. Eddie sucks chance as he works with Scotty. Eddie cheap shots China and walks right into strikes from Scotty too hottie. Christopher suplexes Guerrero to the outside. Scotty hits a double worm to Malenko and Saturn. Then Eddie hides behind the ref while the Radicals toss Too Cool into the crowd. Saturn superkicks Scotty, misses an elbow, despite JR saying, Oh, he got it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Eddie looks for the frog splash, but Scotty cuts him off. Scotty superplexes Eddie. China gets the hot tag and destroys the Radicals, your new signees. Congrats, guys. You've just been beaten down by a woman. But Eddie escapes. Backspring elbows to Eddie and Dean, then a double low blow. Eddie cheap shots China again. Then China hits a sloppy powerbomb to Eddie, which... Wow. Scary. Then grabs Eddie by the dick. Or a press slam to Eddie by the dick. Sleeper drop to Eddie, and China beats Eddie. One, two, three. Congrats on signing with the WWF, Eddie. You've been beaten by China in your WrestleMania debut. Not much to say here. No. No, That pretty much sums it up. Speaks for itself. Some contest winners won WrestleMania tickets, and this woman was the most white trash woman they could have found. (laughs) Cigarette in her hand. As she is being told she won the prize from the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Just the worst white trash winners. You, the worst idea of wrestling fans. They won the tickets. Congrats. <laughs> to the worst WrestleMania possibly ever. We need to find these people. See she, if still, she probably got lung cancer. See if they're still married. <laughs> well, I mean, she won them WrestleMania tickets. I mean, they'd stay together for... May, maybe he skipped the birth of a child to go to a WrestleMania in that end of Well, I don't know, because she was with him oh gotcha never mind proceed <laughs> maybe maybe next year he went to go see x7 he knew rock and austin would bring the house down and he said fuck seeing the birth of my next child this is rock austin two big show recites lines he must have memorized all day kurt angle is the euro continental champion and tells security he needs extra security after he wins again which tells us how this match is going to go. So Kurt Angle spoils the outcome of his own match by telling us, prepare for a big celebration. He's the Eurocontinental champion. Yes, the European and IC belts are on the line here, and for some reason, the IC belt is decided first. They went in wrong order here. The IC belt It's a two-fall triple threat match. It is. With Jericho out first. Jericho says, we've been waiting our whole lives for this. We haven't. Chris Benoit is out next, who is already separated from the Radicals. He's already... Those other guys are going nowhere. 
This is our star. He's already separated from them. And then the Eurocontinental Champion Angle is out last. First falls for the IC belt. Jericho rolls early after drop kicking both men off the apron. Benoit knocks Jericho off the turnbuckle into the Spanish announce table. Benoit nearly pins Angle off a back suplex. A bulldog to Angle from Jericho net to two count. Massive chops from Benoit to Jericho. Angle back suplexes Benoit. Jericho locks in the Steiner recliner to Benoit. Angle breaks it up. Kurt hits a belly to belly on Jericho, but Jericho kicks it too. Angle locks in the crossface chicken wing from his trainer, Bob Backlund, to Chris Jericho, but Benoit stops it. Benoit hits a massive headbutt, and one, two, three, wins the IC belt, and you know what I would have done? I would have taken the belt and went home, because fuck the European belt. No, hell no. If, why have, when I could have a chance at having both, why not take it? Because that belt, that second belt means shit. Fuck the European, that doesn't mean anything. It's the same, well, actually, intercontinental means out of the country. Well, they both mean the European same. European means out of the country. But one has prestige and one doesn't. Two, so, two anyway, for, for some reason, Benoit stays in this match. Angle wants a moonsault on Benoit, but Jericho stops it. Tower of Doom spot as Jericho gets a super back suplex and Angle moonsaults, but misses everyone. Jericho puts Angle in the walls of Jericho, but Benoit breaks it up. Spinning heel kick from Jericho sends Benoit to the outside, and Jericho hits a double power bomb to Angle, which was one of my favorite spots he used to do. He hasn't done that in a very long time. No. Triple Germans from Benoit to Jericho, but Angle breaks it up. Tim White, again, God, this guy, takes a ref bump. Jericho goes into the crossface. Jericho taps out, but Tim White is still down. Walls of Jericho and Benoit taps out, but there's no ref. Angle belt shots Jericho, but Benoit stops the count. Lion Salt to Benoit, and Jericho wins the European belt. And Angle, sorry, buddy, you're shit out of luck. You've lost everything in a match that... Uh, Speaks for itself. Well, it means that they're moving Angle up the card, that yeah. he doesn't need these... He's dropping these belts, and he's moving on. But as far as giving... No one wants that European belt. I thought about this. This kept me up last night, about how I would rebook this WrestleMania, and I would have booked Benoit and Eddie to have a singles match, because you're already, you've already broken up the Radicals, basically, because Benoit has nothing to do with them tonight, so... I would have had Benoit versus Eddie. I would have had Angle versus Jericho. I would have had some singles matches on this card. Amazingly, I would have had Rock, believe it or not, singles match Triple H. They had a rivalry going back years uh, over the IC belt. He won the Royal Rumble, even though it was... So uh, why you put Foley? Sorry, Foley. You're shit out of luck, pal. You retired. You lost. It's over. You're such a dick. I'm not a dick. <laughs> I know... Well, you know, the big thing was that they... he It should have been a triple threat at, at 15. Right. But they politicked. HBK and Triple H politicked. They said, no, you can't have a multi-man match headline the show. So that's why it was just Rock and Austin at 15. Right. So they kept Foley out of that one. This year we'll make it good. Yeah, come back, Foley. But... You're coming back to just fuck... You'll, you're about to see what happens to yeah. him. Why come back for that? Just like this year with Taker. If you're just going to come back to get jobbed out... Don't come back. Yeah. He came back for one night only to be a part of this. Linda McMahon offered him a one night only contract I so know, he could have just... his WrestleMania moment because he had never had his WrestleMania moment. And he wouldn't for several years after this either until that match with Edge with the flaming table. This is just... Don't come back for this. Just have, I know that, I mean, JR mentions how young he is. He's like in his 30s here. 
Like yeah. to imagine like being retired, like I can't wrestle on it. Like Daniel Bryan, you know, like well they put a stop to him wrestling at this point in time. It wasn't that he couldn't. No, I think he wanted to hang it up. I mean, he had he had a lot of mental memory problems and things like that. Anyway, Michael Cole is with Vince McMahon. Will Vince be a factor? Vince says he's always a factor. He says tonight I'm going to make it right with my dysfunctional family. That's right. Hunter watches this another another opportunity here where people can see other people. They go back and forth in this wrestling world about when you can see and when you can't. Hunter says, "Huh, I'm going to show the world who the man is and I'm that damn good." Because that's his t-shirt. X-Pac and Road Dogg are still doing the DX thing, despite DX not being a thing. The Ron DMC DX theme with Tori, as this is after X-Pac turned on Kane, Kane's only friend in the world, and took his girlfriend, Tori. Rikishi, I guess, has sympathy for the Big Red Machine and is going to team up with him. DX double-team Rikishi, who had the big spot at the Rumble, but again, is in this throwaway match at Mania. You did nothing with it. No, this is a big ma- big spot. DX double-team Rikishi while Kane is distracted with Tori. Rikishi stink faces Road Dog. Tori's going to get a stink face from Rikishi, but X-Pac saves her. Kane and Kishi go and track down DX, who are leaving, which is what I wanted to do here. X-Pac hits the Bronco Buster to Kishi to X-Pac sucks chance. Shake, rattle, and roll to Kishi from Road Dog. Kane gets the hot tag and dismantles DX. Kane wants Kishi to stink face X-Pac, but Tori saves him. Paul Bearer rolls Tori in the ring, though, and she does get a stink face. Tombstoned X-Pac from Kane, one, two, three, and Keish and Kane are your winners. Too cool and come out. They want to dance. Kane, not going to dance here. And Paul Bearer and Kane just stand in a corner. Then all of a sudden, the famous chicken gets in the ring. Kane immediately thinks that is not the famous chicken. San Diego chicken. Yes. That is, of course, Pete Rose. That's what Kane thinks. So Kane just stares at this chicken. It's chicken. Kane, it's really tonight. The other singles match is Kane versus a chicken. So the chicken dances it out. Rikishi dons the yellow glasses. He, he has to put his special yellow glasses on first. He dances the, the San Diego chicken dances it out with Tukul and Rikishi, and everything's all good. Then all of a sudden, the San Diego chicken gets grabbed by the throat. And is about to get choke slammed by Kane. But Pete Rose sneaks in like Sting with a baseball bat. But Rikishi stops Pete Rose. So now it's not just Kane attacking poor Pete Rose. Now it's Rikishi. Yes. Rikishi stops him with a kick, and then Kane choke slams him. Paul Bear then goes into business for himself here and does the crotch chop over Pete Rose, which I found to be very strange. <laughs> from Paul Bear. Not something I would expect to see Paul Bear doing. Pete Rosen gets the stink face. Congratulations. Yeah. What a stupid, stupid thing we've done. This is the third time. I don't mind the Pete Rose thing, but oh, like okay. I don't I don't mind that, but the Kane and X Pac thing needed that could have been a singles match. This was a blood. We had feud. seen that. Well, maybe add a step. There's no step That's here true. tonight. There's no big step. Oh, well, there's the ladder match. So never mind. Maybe Hell in a Cell here. Maybe X-Pac needs to be lynched. Oh, my God. I wouldn't put X-Pac anywhere near a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> now you're just thinking out of your head. <laughs> Kevin Kelly is with The Rock. The Rock cuts a great promo. Ago, 
After every interview, after every run-in, after every backstabbing, after every win, after every loss, after everything they've thrown at The Rock, and after everything The Rock has thrown back, after every chokeslam, after every mandible claw, after every pedigree, The Rock says this. As if he could do it all over again, he will say, finally, The Rock has come back to WrestleMania. And The Rock says this, it's not about the lights, it's not about the cameras, the glitz, the glamour. It's not about Stephanie's marriage to Triple H, it's not about the McMahon family saga, it's not about Mick Foley's final match. It sure as hell ain't about the big show, The Rock says it's about the WWF Championship. And The Rock says, if he has an ounce of sweat to spill, if The Rock has an ounce of sweat, of blood to drop. Then The Rock says tonight, he's gonna do exactly what he does best, and that is go out there and lay it to smack it down on their candy asses. The Rock says he will do it for the millions and millions of Rock's fans. Do whatever it takes, because The Rock, the people's champ, says tonight is the night. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Then we see Michael Clark Duncan rest in peace. He's at ringside, and he is into this WrestleMania Hell card. yeah, he is. He's up in the wrestlers' faces, like, fucking yelling at him. Yeah. Like, he's ready to be a part of WrestleMania. Yeah, and he looked like he could go, too. Foley is out first for the uh, main event, then Big Show. Foley's, of course, with Linda. Big Show with Shane. Rock is out to the biggest reaction. With except Vince. he's with Vince. And Rock is walking too fast, so Vince can't do his Vince walk. And Vince is also a face. I guess when he's a face, he walks like a normal human. Well, yeah. Triple H is out to his My Time theme. With Stephanie. With Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. The Helmsley McMahon era is upon us. Hunter tees off with Mick, of course, and Big Show goes after Rock. Big Show goes on a roll and destroys the other three. Press slam to Hunter and to Rock. Rock walks into a sidewalk slam from Big Show. Show's going to choke slam Hunter, but Foley... For some reason, his arch nemesis is about to get choke slammed. Stops it. What an idiot. Hello? Psychology, anybody? Is anybody there? Is anybody there booking this match? No. This is an elimination fight. This is stupid. This is so stupid. The psychology here. It angers me to even talk about this match. You need all the people you can get to eliminate the big Yes. No, you need people eliminated to increase your chances of winning. It doesn't matter who it is. Now, technic- hell, I'm not going one-on-one with the Big Show. But technically, Mick is friends with The Rock. The Rock and Sock connection. Yeah. They have a history. So that's the only guy he he should save if yeah. he's going to save anybody. Not the guy that fucking retired him a few months earlier. It's, yeah, I'm going to save him. It was only three weeks ago. Actually, it wasn't even a few months. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to save agree. him. I agree. So anyway, Foley saves Hunter. And they they start working together. Yes. Foley, Rock, and Triple H now triple team the big show, which does make some sense. But that that should have had... Without the saving the Hunter spot, this would make sense. I'd be fine with this. (laughs) Foley and Hunter get thrown out of the ring, so Rock pairs off with show. Shane grabs Rock foot, gets a chair shot from Foley. Then he stumbles, the big show does, stumbles into a rock bottom. And big show, one, two, three, is is eliminated. One, two, three, the Big Show is out almost immediately. 
Immediately. So this storyline of McMahon in every corner went fucking nowhere with Shane. It would need to pay off next year. This is another year-long build we're setting up here. Well, yeah. This is embarrassing. Seriously. What the fuck, guys? Why even have Big Show in this match if that, that's what you gave him? Because he's the Big Show. On the Big Show. On the Big Show. In the main event. <sighs> Rocky chance for a minute. Now it's the Rock and Sock connection versus Triple H. The faces outnumber the heel. Oh, I love this. I love this. Because Triple H knows he's in deep shit here. So he looks at Mick and he's like, you and me take out Rock. Then it's you. It's one-on-one. Mick's like, no, uh-uh. So then he he goes and he tries to bargain with Rock. And he's like, you and me, take out Mick. <laughs> then it's, you know, just you and me one-on-one. And Rock's like, okay, let's Triple H take two steps in front of him and sucker punches the shit out of the back of him. Rock then goes and gets the bell, the ring bell, and accidentally, in quotation marks, bell shots Mick Foley. Yes, then Foley goes and gets the barbed wire 2x4, which I guess he snuck past security somehow. But brought, Hunter... Brought it on the plane with him. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to check this, please. Well, this is pre-9-11, so maybe you could get that on the plane. <laughs> Foley gets the barbed wire 2x4, but Hunter low blows Foley. Then Hunter hits Foley in the gut with it. Rock knocks it out of the ring, luckily. Double arm DDT from Foley. Then Mr. Sacco comes out. Hunter walks in right into it, despite Stephanie saying, watch out for Mr. Sacco. Doesn't hear it. No. Rock then belt shots Hunter, then goes for the people elbow, and again, here we go. Foley, you fucking idiot, uses the mandible claw on Rock for no reason like an idiot. No, I agree. I would have done the same damn thing. You have the ultimate... One guy was about to be the champ. You... No. Rock is about to eliminate Hunter. And then you mandible claw rock. You have the, why? Because you have the champ down right now. You have the guy who hit you with the ring bell. You okay. catch him off guard with a mandible claw. While the champ is down, you eliminate one. You've already got the other one weakened. Bam! Two birds with one stone. You're on your way to championship city. <laughs> I disagree with your psychology here. This makes no sense. <laughs> Hunter low blows them both, thank goodness. You're just pissed off that he's helping Triple H. That's all it is. He shouldn't help Triple H. I agree with you. But you gotta look at it from another perspective. No, there's no other perspective. This man nearly tried to kill me twice. I agree with you. But you gotta look at it from another perspective. Double arm DDT and Foley nearly eliminates The Rock as he kicks out at two. Foley gets a chair kicked into his face. Wonderful. Rock covers him for a two count, but Hunter breaks the count for no reason. Again, this is an elimination match. Foley and Hunter work together because no one really knows. Mick Foley here is only 34 years old. That is insanity because he looks ancient at 34. Sorry, Mick. He looks better now than he did here. Rock throws Foley into the steps. Mick grabs the steps and decks Rock with it. Triple H lays Rock on Spanish announce table. Mick is getting ready for his WrestleMania moment. <laughs> all right? Yes. He climbs to the second rope. He's going to drop an elbow from the second rope outside to the Spanish announce table. Now, Mick Foley, after retirement, decided he was going to gain some weight. And he couldn't get as much spring to get himself as far as he needed to. So he 
completely misses the forearm or the elbow and complete and cracks his sternum right here as he crushes right into the side of the announce table and rolls off gasping for air. So Triple H going, well, listen, SOB, you're going through this damn table, climbs over on top of the guardrail, drops an elbow, and puts puts Rock through the announce table. Yeah, we're going to use that table, by God. If he's on it, damn it, he's going through it. Pedigree to Mick in the ring, but Mick kicks it too. Earl takes a ref bump. Unprotected headshot with a chair from Hunter to Mick. He picks Mick up for a pedigree on the chair, and one, two, three, Mick is out and retired, never to be seen again. Or we thought. This gets huge boos. What a shit show. I mean, why? I mean, this was the heavy crowd favorite. This is the cinema. He's going to retire even if he wins. Yeah. So Linda's gone now. Yeah, Linda's gone. So a McMahon, it's down to Vince Vince and Stephanie. Mick raises his hand and gets the hero's exit, but fuck that. Instead, he returns to the ring, grabs the barbed wire 2x4, and Hunter takes it to his face. And this gives him the opportunity to blade. Hunter kicks out at 2, though, when Rock covers him. Triple H takes a suplex on the ramp. Then they walk and brawl back to the ring. Triple H hits chair shots to Rock, who is buried under the ring steps, which is a nice way to take chair shots, by the way. Triple H and Pile drives Rock on the steps. Ouch. They counter each other's finishers once they get back into the ring, brawl through the crowd. Rock suplexes Triple H through the other announce table. Vince beats up Triple H. Then Shane comes out of the back and decks Vince. Shane monitor shots Vince. Then Vince and Shane brawl. The Stooges have to come and scoop Vince up and take him away, so now Rock is all alone. Rock DDT's Triple H for a near fall. Tilt-a-whirl slam for two from The Rock to Hunter. Rock gets the barbed wire shot from Hunter. Then Shane comes into the ring, but Hunter gets catapulted into him, so he's out. Rock bottom to Triple H, but he can't capitalize. Ah, I'm too hurt. Then Vince comes back, of course. He's got grapefruits. Brawl Shane out of the ring. Then to the surprise of nobody... Vince decks Rock with a chair. Imagine that. Mr. McMahon turns heel. Rock, though, just like he would at X7, kicks out of this chair shot. He is superhuman. Exactly. Vince then hits him again. One, two, three. Yes, where Steve Austin would need about 20 more chair shots to put him down next year. Hunter only needs one more from Vince to uh, just cover him and win retain the belt and congratulations Triple H you're the first heel to ever walk out of Wrestlemania with the world title congratulations to you the daddy and daughter reunion it's what we all wanted to the shock of no one Vince McMahon is a bad guy rock bottom to Stephanie and the rest of the McMahon family that was out there a people's elbow to Stephanie to the delight of the crowd as rock gets all his heat back yeah that people's elbow he played that thing. I mean, he he played it like a fiddle. I mean, he the crowd was into it to get all of his heat back. Well, uh, they had seen shit up to this point. So yeah. anything you could give me, yeah, to give me something. So because this was nothing. It worked. Oh, it worked. This was awful. This was terrible. <laughs> this show is beyond belief. The psychology in this main event, the main event scenario, 
I mean, we'd still get another year of this fucking McMahon-a-mania shit. Inner family feuds. To this day, I mean, Stephanie and Shane are wrestling at WrestleMania 34. We're never going to be done with this. This no. is this is our life sentence. You realize Stephanie's three daughters and Shane's three sons. They'll all be in the ring. We'll be yes. wrestling, right? Yes, that's okay. true. Okay. McMahonomania making... is forever. Yes. At There's no escaping it. WrestleMania 100, it is going to be a six-person elimination. Thankfully, I'll be gone by then, hopefully. And it's going to be a six-person elimination match, and you will have... All three of Stephanie's daughters and all three of Shane's boys in every corner cheering on their prospective athlete. There you go. This was <laughs> so bad. This was... I'm just shocked at how bad this was. Had you seen this before? No. You had never seen this paper? Either. No, because even at the time... I was into wrestling still yeah. in 2000. Even at the time, I was like, no, so I don't this care was the about first, this. So, for reviewing this for our, our show, it was, this was the first time you'd ever seen this. Yes, this was... And it was rough. It was a nightmare. It was rough. And I was the one that picked it. Well, you did, yes. I took the gun and put it to my head. I did it. Yes. This is terrible. I can't believe you would book a WrestleMania with no singles matches. Except other than one. the one with Cat <laughs> and Terry. That was... Whoever put this together... That was Vince. Well, Vince should have fired himself. <laughs> Vince should have quit. After TNA versus Head Cheese, he should have quit right there. And they should have announced, Sorry, no McMahon in every corner. One of them has quit. Vince has quit. Swerve us all. You couldn't figure out what to do with the talent. I mean, I know you didn't have Austin and Undertaker... Or Michaels. And, I mean, you thought Michaels was never coming back, so you can't even consider him, you know. Yeah. As a fan, you can't even consider that. But, I mean, Kane was still sort of a star. But you had him doing this? Yeah. You well, had him was, in a... You had, to, you had... The whole purpose of that tag match was for Pete Rose. That's what you had for Kane, though. Who, well, everybody had built up... Thinking, Undertaker's brother. Yeah. Everybody had built up thinking Pete Rose was finally going to get his... You know, oh. get his revenge from WrestleMania 15. I'm so or 14. Sorry. I'm just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. This is terrible. This is. I've tried to rebook this in my head. It kept me up late last night thinking about it. It really bothered you that bad, huh? It bothers me how bad it is because <laughs> it, it wrestling is, was still hot. It is rough to watch. At certain, and it's points, nearly four hours. Long. At certain points, it is rough to watch. I personally. I I can watch this, but compared to this year's WrestleMania, I can watch this and another WrestleMania and still probably complete it before WrestleMania 34 is over. <laughs> That's sad. This was dreadful. Well, going going back through it, on my this is my opinion. Okay. I uh, I didn't. I kind of enjoyed the Bull Buchanan Big Show. I mean, Bull Buchanan Boss Man, Godfather D'Lo. Thought that was entertaining. Yeah. Really like the the uh, hardcore battle royal for fifteen minute time limit. I enjoyed that till the fuck finish. They ref fucked that all up. Al Snow, Blackman, TNA. The only thing good about that was Trish, and I could care less about Head Cheese. The uh, TLC match was uh, pretty good. I enjoyed it. The um, oh, this was TLC one. Sorry. No, this was just TL. Oh, okay. No C's. Okay, so uh, I, it was really good. I enjoyed it. The uh, K 
Cat Terry, that was your uh, TNA for the night, quote unquote. The uh, uh, I didn't. I'm like you. I didn't care for China and uh, Tuchel taking on Saturn Malenko Guerrero. I did, however, enjoy uh, Jericho Benoit angle for the IC and European. I would have liked China versus Stephanie because that was real women's title. Yeah, because that was real. Yeah, it's a real feud there. Yeah, she took her man. Yeah. You would never see that, by the way. I know, probably because China would shoot on her and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, exactly. But that's what that's should have what I mean. I don't know. You would have just told China, "Don't beat the shit out of her." You realize that that was so close to when that actually happened. I know. I'm wise that there's no way in hell I would even have them in the same building together, let alone put them in the same ring. But that's. I would have just done anything. I would have done anything better. Um, I would have rather just put on a WCW Thunder episode, I think. Kane, uh, Kane, Rikishi, X-Pac, Road Dog. I'd rather we had cut that and just had Pete Rose try to attack Kane backstage yes, or fine. something like that. I agree with you on that. The McMahon in every corner. I would have eliminated Mick first. And that makes me sound like an asshole. And I'm, I feel horrible for saying it. I would have eliminated Mick first, and then I would have eliminated Rock. I would have just had a singles match. Rock, Triple H. Rock beats, Rock beats Triple H. This was a time to make Shane and Big Show look like a million dollars. So I would have eliminated Mick first. Then to the shock and dismay, I'd eliminated Rock. Big Show's going to win. I mean, you're going into it thinking, holy shit, Big Show's going to win this damn thing. Fuck finish. Vince comes out. Fucks up Big Show, fucks up uh, Shane McMahon, and helps Triple H win. And that builds for Vince and Shane next year and WCW. That gives it a little bit more. Few. That's the oh, way I'd have booked it. This but. is just the worst. Other than that, now, on our rating scale from Hornswoggle to Giant Gonzalez, where would you like to put this one, sir? I'm going to give this one a, uh, a Vern Troyer. I'm going below Hornswoggle. This is, this is the worst thing. Who's Vern? Vern Troyer's mini-me from the Austin Powers movie. Oh, okay. He's been in a WWE ring, I think, for a minute. I think so he has. This is the worst thing we've watched overall. And it's because it's a mania, too, that makes it so bad. It's not... I don't know that it's the worst mania, but it's the worst that we've watched for this thing. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've watched. It's really bothered you, hasn't it? I'm psychologically damaged. I don't know that I'll ever... I might turn into broken intern Alex, and I'll have a gray streak of hair, and I will be choosing between a chair of wheels and a mower of lawns tomorrow, and I'll have a drone that I talk to and a Spanish grandfather. All of this will... Senor Benjamin, which is my middle name, so... Not Senor, but this is the end. I've really, I've mentally broken. Yeah, this has broken me. So, where would you put it on the rating scale? I'll put it as a Mick Foley. Wow, uh, well, uh, a 2000 Mick Foley where he's like hunched over in pain all yes, the time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll accept that. Okay. So. Patrick. <laughs> I'm going to see, see how well your play-by-play is. We'll see how well you do at play-by-play. 
as we are once again going to go right back to where we just left, Anaheim, California, we're going to see none other than the return of the Ultimate Warrior. We're going to see none other than the return of the Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper in a back whoop Hollywood backlot brawl. We're going to see The Undertaker play more mind games with Diesel. We're going to see if the boyhood dream can come true for Shawn Michaels or will the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Breath the Hitman Heart, retain and hold true as champion. In one hour, Iron Man match, who will be the WWF champion coming out of Anaheim, California. I noticed that uh, Razor Ramon is on the poster. What does he do at the event? He is not at the event. Oh. <laughs> well, we're off to a good start already. <laughs> we are, yes. Okay, WrestleMania 12. Yes, I know at least an hour of this is committed to one match. So I know it's an hour long, so... This is uh this is uh one of the This is the first wrestling tape I rented. I rented this tape. So It's a good it's a good tape. Blockbuster? I, I No, it. it was uh there in Ottawa there was a place called Video Park. Video that, Park, okay. They only had like seven wrestling tapes at a time and I rented this one in WrestleMania nine from Blockbuster and never took it back to the point that my Mother got charged for it. Oh man, so. jeez, <laughs> I ruined that membership. <laughs> well, we've gone on too long, so I'm gonna skip the plugs. I just want to wrap this up so I can breathe again. Because you you're broken, aren't you? Yes, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> the last <laughs> retro wrestling podcast. I'm intern Alex. I'm the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Saying as always, my clothesline's a clothesline. And bingo, bango. Thank you.